today on Ovias and Julio. We're at ACC kickoff. Day one is in the books. Jim Phillips, ACC commissioner, had his annual commissioners forum. We react to comments made today. We also talked to Al Riveron, the new ACC supervisor of officials, about changes to the upcoming season and how instant replay kind of works and doesn't work and how we can make it better. Plus, our friends Wes Durham and Eric McElane dropped by and one media member who pulled the double today. Training camp for the Panthers and ACC kickoff day one. OG. 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 It is time that we do something new. Joe Ovius and Joe Gillian. By doing something new, I mean doing something old, but we're bringing it back so it's basically new. Here we go. Let's podcast alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Obias. We are at ACC kickoff day one. Things are going to be a little bit different on the podcast as we piece things together. Not necessarily our traditional live to tape Joe because everything's getting put together uh, as we get it as the day goes on. But as of this conversation, we just wrapped up with ACC commissioner Jim Phillips and his commissioners forum. Uh, I think this is the third or the fourth one that he has done for kickoff specifically and I feel like every time Jim Phillips has a, a forum, there's some other thing that's going on either related to him or the ACC that distracts, quote unquote, distracts from what this event's supposed to be, the unofficial start to the football season. This go around, there's a couple of things that are going on that are taking away from what this event's intended to be. The first one is that the elephant in the room, Northwestern, his time as the athletics director at Northwestern, how it overlaps with the hazing and mistreatment scandal where multiple lawsuits have now are now stemming from. He's named a defendant in at least two of these uh, with the speculation that there will be more. I thought it was interesting, Joe, that after they released a statement last week saying, hey, look, I don't condone any of this stuff. I always put the, you know, the health of the student athlete, the well-being of the student athlete front and center. I don't condone any of this. I thought they would actually start that way. I thought they would just straight up say, hey, look, here's the statement. We are reiterating that statement. Now let's get on with the show. I was surprised it took him about 30 minutes to finally address it. Yeah, he closed his comments with kind of reiterating what he meant and, and what it meant. And listen, he when there's legal issues involved, real legal issues, this isn't the NCAA. Right. Like asking right. Robert Quinn for his phone. This is legitimate, serious business. Mm -hmm. So I can certainly appreciate the position that he's in. I do appreciate the fact that he did at least bring it up. Uh, there were no questions asked about it. I would have potentially, there are legitimate questions about how will this affect his future with the ACC? Totally agree. I think that is a legitimate question. Yeah. And, and has there been any kind of query from the presidents or any of the chancellors or anybody on all of their different advisory, you know, and hey, committees the, that they have yeah. running around out there? I don't know. For it, the it, record, we've asked for Jim Phillips. Sure. Too. We'll see if that interview actually happens. And, and look, and I don't, listen, it is a difficult position for him to be in. And I get that. Uh, but I also know that all businesses have a choice to make. And, and quite frankly, this is a business now despite what Jim Phillips said during his comments, during his, during his uh, preamble there. And specifically, you know, I want to talk about some of the things that he brought up during the preamble that stood out to me. And the, the number one quote, and you were able to ask him about this during the forum. Yeah. The number one quote in my eyes was when he had said, our athletes are students and not employees. Mm -hmm. You and I both agree. The Supreme court is going to tell him otherwise. Yes. And legally they're going to have to adjust. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of my biggest beef, if you will, with Jim Phillips. He's the insider's insider. He knows all of the NCAA committees and rules inside and out. And he's from the Kevin White you know, family, the Notre Dame family. Uh, his credentials are impeccable. 
But the truth of the matter is, I do think of him as somebody who's sadly devoted to an ancient religion. Mm-hmm. Now, that doesn't mean I don't he, I, I admire his conviction and the way that he believes in the way that the uh, amateur model was originally set up and intended to be. Yeah. But that's not where we are no, anymore it's, and that, and that, it's in not 2023. Where we are, and it's not where we're going. And it's definitely and not why, where we're going. That's why I asked the question that I asked during the commissioner's forum of, look, if we kind of understand where the courts are going with this, what are your contingencies? If you're if you are doing your job, you're thinking three steps ahead. We would like this to be this way. But what if it doesn't work out that way? How do we adapt? How do we get in front of this? And I feel like you and I, you know, give us some fish bait money, man. I mean, I, I get that you're, you're giving all this money to these consultants. Maybe you need me and Julio to give you some <laughs> like maybe you should think about this differently and how you create your model, or if you are not equipped to do it, then the presidents, and again, this gets back to who's really calling the shots. You got to remember, Jim Phillips is simply the avatar for the presidents. They hired him because they felt that he best represents their beliefs in the same way that SEC commissioners believe Greg Sankey has the SEC's best interest in mind, what they want to do, power broking and everything else. So I can only put so much on Phillips because he's doing the job that he was tasked to do as the commissioner and yeah. the presidents ultimately are the ones that's, that direct it. That's also, though, and we, you can have the same stance with, with Mark Emmert, the old NCAA yeah, leader. Yeah, 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 at yeah. some point, you have to be the leader. At yeah. some point, you have to be the one that drags the rest of the group into where the future of the business is going to be. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake, it is a business. Yes. Make no mistake, they're going to lose that court case. Make no mistake, at some point, he's going to have to stop <laughs> saying student-athlete, a yeah. complete and total gibberish term yeah. that was created by Walter Byers in order to protect their basically illegal business that Justice Kavanaugh has pointed out in, in, in no uncertain terms. Yeah. That you can't, just because you say one thing doesn't mean that that's legal. Just because you've done something forever doesn't make it legal. So a couple other things with Jim Phillips. And now 31 on the student athlete count. Oh, hold that up to the camera there, please. Hold that up to the camera so people can see it. Uh, just <laughs> it, <laughs> oriented on me here. Here we go. I always love. So 31 on the number of times he said student athlete. Sure. And then educational opportunities, guardrails. Of course, you're going to get a lot of those mm-hmm. forward facing, you know, knock that off the bingo card. Here's one, though. Uh, two things I, I did not, I, I don't think I've ever seen before. Okay. Number one, Disney was specifically mentioned. Yes. And used in their logo. Yes. I've never seen that. Disney plus ESPN mm-hmm. plus the ACC network. Mm-hmm. Can you recall? I cannot. No. What is the play here? What does the Disney branding indicate to you, Mr. Disney? The, uh, that's a good question. Are they going to put them on like some sort of Disney Channel Mickey Mouse show? Or so there's a couple of Britney things. Britney Spears going to be in pigtails? What do we nah. got here? Hmm. Oh, I, I believe that. <laughs> I believe. A channel? <laughs> I want to say that that's on a on a different plus channel. Okay. Um, man, I, you got me thinking about something else. Regardless, here is here is what I would. Here's what I would say to that. Disney's going through it right now. Yeah. Bob Iger returns to kind of complete the mission or maybe correct some of the correct some of the initiatives that he believed in that did not work out because the landscape decides what's going to happen to you as a media company. My understanding is that the only thing that is profitable right now for Disney is the theme parks. And even the theme parks are going through a little bit of a identity crisis because of too much charging and everything else. We've talked about this before. Yeah. You really think ESPN is not profitable or do you think they're making less money 
than they used to make. It's they're they are not making as much money as they used to, and also they're worried about the them damn millennials, aren't they? Well, it's not even millennials. Millennials actually watch sports. It's Gen Z and the yeah. generation coming up behind that and how they consume sports. And what I've been screaming for the last 10 years that the cable distribution model had a shelf life to it. It wasn't going to be infinite growth all the time. So they are looking at the increased rights fees of sports and the brands that you want to invest in and whether or not they can pull a return on investment for all the money they're throwing the NBA's way the NFL's way. It's not lost on me that those were the two entities that Bob Iger apparently had high-level talks with about being, quote-unquote, stakeholders mm -hmm. in ESPN as different ways to present the sports. Because you got to remember that that's also tied into the regional sports networks. The NBA, Major League Baseball, the NHL, a lot of their games end up on regional networks. Hi, we've, I mean, how often have we talked about Bally in the Carolina Hurricanes? Well, if you're the NBA, if you're Major League Baseball, if you're the NHL, and you have stakes, you've put in stakes with ESPN, you can bring the digital rights to just one house. That gets to Hulu. It's not the reason why they put Disney up there, because it just jostled my memory. Bob Iger recently talked about rolling Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN Plus into one native app. That Hulu content will go into the Disney Plus app and not vice versa, gotcha. because they don't quite know what to do with Hulu. Yeah, And it could be that the Disney Plus app ends up being that button that Disney Plus app ends up being the direct-to-consumer ESPN. I guess what I'm saying to you is Disney was not put in there by accident. It's not. And because it, 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 it jumped out to Yes. Me. But here's the other thing. And if you're doubling down on the strength of your relationship with Disney, one question I would have for Jim Phillips is what happens if Disney actually spins off ESPN entirely? What if they sell ESPN yeah. a majority to FanDuel, stake, or to FanDuel or Fanatics, whoever. or whoever? Fanatics taking over the world. Sure, Fanatics has, has all the money, man. All right, so what happens then? Does your deal carry over? Do you look at that as a way to renegotiate? Because you did not negotiate it with FanDuel. How is their television going to look like? Right. All those other kinds of things. How does that roll into it? So I, those are all sorts of nebulous questions that I don't know the answer to. And I don't even think Jim Phillips knows the answer to or the presidents don't know the answer to because I don't even think Disney knows what they want to do with ESPN. You got to remember, they kept pushing ABC, right? You know, all the yeah, games that are going to be on ABC. ABC. Bob Iker straight up said that they were looking to sell. It's like everything's on the table, mm -hmm. that they would actually sell off ABC. And that's something for Iger who came up through Capital Cities before they ended up being acquired by Disney years ago. And became all part of that house of mouse. That yeah. was the other thing before I get to two Lowell moments that I had actually yeah. like audibly gasped and laughed when he mentioned them. Okay. But before we get to those, though, uh, the production value was mentioned three different times. And he talked about an elevated production value for those ABC national telecasts. Mm -hmm. You and I have talked about this often before. The, the product that you see on the ACC network that's produced by the schools, essentially, yeah. like the, the local AV club and yeah. students. Yeah. It, it's not commensurate with what you see on the Big Ten Network. It's not commensurate with what you see on Fox's national broadcast. Yeah, you're right. Fox's national broadcast looks like an NFL game because that's who they dedicate it to. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, the ABC national broadcast is better in quality, but what they're putting on the ACC network is not good enough. <laughs> The NC State game with the one standalone cam from the concourse, that's not good enough. Yeah. And, and, it, and you might sit here and go, oh, you're just being hypercritical. Oh, what does it matter to you? Oh, how about you ask Duke in Miami? 
How about you ask Duke when you lose a football game because there's only one camera on the ACC network? Why yeah. does it matter? Well, you don't have enough quality replays. As someone now who you're spending all this money on going to games, you're spending all this money on trying to consume yeah. these games, you want the best possible product. Mm-hmm. And when I'm watching that big noon game on Fox, I'm going, this is what I want to see. Yeah. And I get it. NC State, Virginia Tech can't be the, you know, the, the showcase game every single week. Sure. But it, it sure as hell deserves better than, you know, hey, let me see if I can get uh, Joe Olvius from WKNC to come over here <laughs> and operate this cam from the top of the Murphy set. I'll uh, boom goes the dynamite. That's what Joe Olvius at WKNC would have said back in 1998. So, uh, I, but I think but here's where it gets to our conversation a, with Bubba. But no, but it's also a legitimate concern, in my opinion. So mm-hmm. for them to recognize it, yeah. Without taking a shit on ESPN and their partner, which yeah. is what they're doing, what I'm doing. Yeah. Then, well, well, this is what gets back to our conversation with Bubba Cunningham. If you missed that conversation, it is in uh, episode 36 from last week, uh, as Bubba joined us from the the set, <laughs> the, the Star Trek with J.J. <laughs> Abrams uh, on the on the on the command center of the Enterprise with all the lens flare. So good. So anyway, you know, one one thing that I thought was interesting from Bubba's comments to us was his insistence that the ACC network is the point of revenue growth for them. And it's not lost on me that Jim Phillips during the the forum today talked about an investment in the production facilities that are on every campus. You know, those were not cheap. No. Right. Talk to Debbie, talk to Bubba, talk to uh, Kevin White when it was the AD at Duke. They put serious money into those production facilities. What are they doing with them? And that's what I thought was interesting about bringing up corporate sponsorship. Are we talking about, NIL for athletes? What about NIL for shows, right? So are you, you know, what's to stop schools from producing shit? Like, we'll use Drake May as the prime example. They've got this deal with they're showing all access on ESPN Plus and ACC Network, and they're showing you all the Drake May stuff. What's to stop North Carolina from putting together for top-level recruits? By the way, we can produce our own shows with our own corporate our own hard knocks, like we've that, talked about. That you we sell and you end up getting a cut. That's part of that name, image, and likeness. Yeah. Those are ways to grow revenue. I don't know how much revenue you're going to pull in, but it's a conversation we'll have with Luke DeCock at the News and Observer a little bit later on because he caught it, I caught it, you caught it. Are you here just to make money or are you here to be successful? And there's ways to still be successful while also not winning the money game. I think the money game has become so distracting that we forget that the ACC's actually had a pretty decent run in sports, even football, if they didn't make the college football playoff last year, but they still had a decent run so far. All right. My two lull moments were when he talked about how the ACC women's basketball tournament and the baseball tournament were now on the ACC network as quote unquote premier events. Yeah. So you started your own cable channel without including two of the four most popular sports and having the rights to those sports. Raycon baby. Hello. Raycon baby. Talk about like, okay. And, and in fairness, that was a swoosh mistake, not yeah. his. Yeah. And then the other one that maybe like, like just gasp was when he said they had hired, hired eight position supervisors for officials this year. Not officials, position, position. supervisors. Love it. However, Joe, there is not enough money to pay the players. <laughs> nope. Housekeeping. All right, as we as we mentioned, we're at ACC kickoff in Charlotte. Uh, a lot of cool things going on. I'm handing out stickers. Uh, you brought your breeze through mug, which is nice. I didn't bring the color changing mugs. I just ran out of space to I have them stuff. in the car. Don't worry. Oh, you have here tomorrow. Yeah, you have a few. All right, yeah. cool, 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 cool. 
because uh, people have been asking, how do we get our hands on that? Right now, I'm just kind of doling them out to people. We'll find a way to do that. Uh, maybe we'll hand them out at this golf tournament, Joe. Ooh. So, Friday, October 6th. Tell the people about this golf tournament. Do we have any, do we already do we have spaces left? We have very limited space left. And we're not real. we're not just saying this no, to like this try to get you to sell up it. sales. No, this is not the classic <laughs> spaces are limited, so act now. No, spaces are legitimately limited if we, you want to participate. We have three groups left. Okay. Okay. So it's four hundred dollars a group. It's gonna be at the home course, Eagle Ridge, Friday, yeah. October sixth. We're gonna have prizes. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna make that thing sing. Love at it. the tournament. Love it. You know, you talk I'll about all of our beer. sponsors, as you know. I know Joe Obvious will be involved in some beer. I'll be there. So, I'm not golfing, but I'll be serving you up again. Beer. So it's Friday, October sixth. Eagle Ridge starts at one o'clock. Shotgun start. We're gonna have a little some different contests, like a, a one club challenge. Yeah, where you know your team, your group, it's a Super Bowl format, mm-hmm. but your team was only gonna be allowed to use one club on that hole. We're gonna do a tee off with your putter. On the 12th hole, move it down, move the tees down. Uh, so it's gonna be a lot of fun. And we'll, again, we'll have prizes for all of our different individuals because by that time too, we're gonna have some new sponsors coming real soon. Very excited about. So that. we got swag coming. We've got other kind of gifts to give away for you guys. You can email me, Gilio.joe at gmail.com. Gilio.joe at gmail.com. Litch, we got three spaces left. 400 bucks for your whole group. That's a, that's a deal. And if you want to sponsor a whole 200 bucks to sponsor a whole. So for 600 bucks, you're out there, you're playing golf and you're going to have a, a really good time. It's going to be a fun time. Speaking of our sponsor, shout out to my hometown realty, myhtr.com. Hometown realty is about getting you to close. It's very, very competitive these days, both residential and commercial. But if you're looking at selling your house or buying your house and as competitive as things can be in terms of buying a house, hometown realty. Is about getting you to close. They want to make that happen for you, and they'll use their experience or multiple locations to make that work for you. So check them out at myhtr.com. Also, shout out to Whitaker and Hamer. Did did you use Whitaker and Hamer to come up with our golf rules and I'm like going to sign to, a release? It is going to be slightly complicated. So yes. oh yeah, okay. Then yes, we need like a three page grant of rights for the golf, and that's what Whitaker and Hamer can do for you. Check them out online at wh.lawyer. Again, that's wh.lawyer. Uh, they got locations throughout the state. They got all the G's covered. And if you want to get a grant of rights signed for you and your family, I'm sure they can make that happen. So, again, go check out Whitaker and Hamer. Again, that website is wh.lawyer. Move on. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline at ACC kickoff, he is the supervisor of football officials, Al Riveron. You, you might recognize that name. You've seen him on TV a bunch. Now he's in charge of ACC officiating. Welcome, Al. How are you? I'm great, Joe. Great to be here with you guys. The Joe and Joe Show. <laughs> really easy to remember our names. All the Joes. Although you're going to have the one Joe who's going to bring up something officiating-wise and another Joe who just wants to chat and open up baseball cards. Do you just want to rip the Band-Aid off, Joe? I feel like that's necessary, right? If you want to be the bad cop, go ahead. Always. Oh, he's always, always the bad cop. Go always ahead. the bad cop. So you were not in charge of the league last year. That is correct. You did not work the Boston College NC State game oh, last there year. It, there it is. Nope. I was not in charge of that game. I don't even know where you're going on this. To be oh, you don't? With you. Nope. Okay. All right. Well, we, we don't have to go there then. It's up to you. It's your show, man. <laughs> no, I know. But there was a PI call at the end of that game. And like, Well, I know where to go with this. I know where to go with this. There's this constant debate in sports talk radio that we do all the time, in football no less, of why did they call that then? Hmm. And that's kind of an yeah, instance timing. where it occurred. The timing, the timing of, of it. it. As an official, when you go over these things with officials in your position, 
Does that ever come up? Does it matter? It's just making the call when it's time to make the call. It's fan talk. But how do you talk about it behind the scenes? The answer is yes and no. Okay. And, and let's elaborate a little bit on that. So if you have a guy lining up in the neutral zone by an inch for three quarters, are you finally going to throw the flag in the fourth quarter? The answer is no. Right. Heck, if he's been doing it now and it hasn't caused anybody any harm and you haven't warned anybody, not that we warn on every play, and you haven't made the call, then keep it in your pocket. Don't do it now. But by the same token, in your opinion now as a radio person, and listen, the only reason I'm standing here is because of your passion. If you didn't have any passion, of course. right, wrong, or indifferent, I wouldn't have a job. So thank you very much for your passion. <laughs> Sometimes, generally, I don't agree with it, but thank you very much for your passion. So there are calls that we make in certain situations where, yes, they have to be made with 12-21 remaining in the first quarter or 21 seconds remaining in the fourth quarter. Mm -hmm. And those you just can't pass on. Okay. No pun intended. As an official, how hard was it to be cognizant of, of the, the setting? Where you are, the home team, who's the road team, who's the, the ranked team, who's supposed to win the game, as our old Steve Logan colleague used to say Steve this all Logan the time. used to say. ECU coach, the, the, the officials know who's supposed to win the game. How much of that runs through your mind, and how much of that are you truly just trying to get the, the right call on the right play? Zero. And I say that with a straight face. Yeah. And I'll tell you why. When I was in the field, I remember having a Dallas Cowboys game one day. And I got home, and one of my sons says to me, Pops, did you see where, who was the tight end? Witten. Jason Winton caught 12 passes for 144 yards. And I said, no, because I was a referee in the ball game. I said, I can't tell you that Tony Romo got contacted six times. Five were legal and one was illegal. Plus, when we're on the field, if you're really careful sometimes and listen, mm -hmm. we don't even refer to them as Clemson and Virginia Tech. We say white and red. We're even, we even try to keep it to one syllable. Mm -hmm. So if you really pay close attention sometimes, you can see we'll kill the clock on a fumble. We're yelling red, 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 or white, white, white. So at the end of the game, when we fill out our reports, most of the time, we don't even know what the score is. Mm -hmm. We know who wins sure. because we have to be in the ball game. There are certain situations you've got to be ready for. But no, once the game kicks off, and yes, we all have those games where it's 65 to nothing and we say, Keep this going. Let's get out of here. Okay, exactly. Right. Exactly. Unless it's a player safety foul, let's go. Mm -hmm. However, no, there's no makeup calls. There's no who needs to win. No, there really isn't. That in today's world, because of you guys, mm -hmm. because of social media, it shows up right away. Yeah. And if we get a whiff of that, that's the last game you work. So I'm glad you brought that up because I've had the craziest idea going all the way back to when John Swafford was the commissioner of the ACC and, and replays being implemented. And there's some question as to, well, what did they see versus what we saw on television? And I said, what you need to do is you need to put somebody in a social media war room where you get all of the tweets from the fans that are showing you the very granular here's the Miami, detail. Uh, octolateral. Right. Here's, like, here's his knee like, down. We all saw the picture of it, and it's all happening in real time. Screw AI. We don't need AI to solve our problems. We just need people in a room looking at pictures. So can we get like a, a Charlotte ACC HQ war room where people are just looking at social media? To make the calls? So I just came from a previous meeting with one of our network partners, and it's funny you say that. Okay. Where this year, if certain people want to, media, I'm going to pull back the curtain and allow, not for social media purposes, but for educational purposes. Yeah. 
is to allow people to see what's going on behind the curtain. Okay. And I know it was done in one of the spring leaves this year with one of my good friends, Dean Blandino. Yes. yes. We worked together for a while. It's awesome. Okay. Yes. So I don't have a problem with pulling back the curtain to a certain degree and allowing the media to come in and seeing the process. I think the more you all educate our listeners yeah. and our viewers as to what really goes on, I think it helps all of us. It helps you, and it definitely helps me. So what you're saying, if I read you correctly, if Joe and I reach out to you the week after some thing, would you come on and explain? Sure. Okay. Sure. I mean, there's, there's going to be some parameters. Of course. But yes. Yes. Okay. The, again, we're... Listen, we're going to make mistakes. Of course. Everybody we're going to that. make mistakes. But I that. will tell you this. At this level, if you were an employer and I gave you three candidates, and out of those three, three candidates, sight unseen, I, would, I can promise you that one of those candidates is going to be right over 95% of the time. And that's what the, that's what the batting average is in major college football. Mm -hmm. yeah. Our guys and gals are good. Mm -hmm. But, of course, it doesn't... It doesn't bring people, the audience in. Yeah. If we talk about, you know, that bang, bang, call in the end zone that we got right, we just go to commercial and move on. Yeah. However, there's an iota of a whiff that he stepped in the chalk before he went out. Now you guys have something to talk about. Go get him. What will some of the points of emphasis be for this season? I know the clock changing is big for your groups. So this is what the NCAA calls a non-new rules year. But basically, there are three new rules that are in effect. What I'm not going to bore you with on what happens on a penalty or a foul mm -hmm. at the end of the first or third quarter. That's, that's right. Let, we're not going to get into that. <laughs> we're just not going to replay Just those. say that's okay. right and keep Untimed going. Okay? down. No more of those. Exactly. The other one is that we cannot have back-to-back -back timeouts during the same dead ball period. Okay? So if you... Long overdue. You're the defensive guy, and you see the offense comes into formation, which you're not ready for, you call a timeout. Right. Now I bring my kicking team out. You cannot call a timeout again. The kick the other team can call a timeout, but you can't. We can if you Whoa. remember it this way, you cannot have successive timeouts by the same team during the same dead ball period. You also know the real abuse of that though. That was when teams were lined up for a kick and in college you sure. were allowed to call sure. timeout, then call it again, sure. then call it again, then call it again. Yeah. That was crap. Yeah. And we instituted that rule on Sundays as now and now yes. it's a rule also on Saturdays. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is, as you just mentioned, we will not stop the clock outside of two minutes in the first or second half when a first down is gained. Love and, it. and really, people think of it, it's to expedite the game. Well, it's not. We've been a lot of very intelligent people, a lot more than us combined here that work on the rules. Mm -hmm. And we have to remember when the rules are changed, main reason is player safety. And two is equity and competition. So this one is for player safety. Since we're going next year to an expanded playoff system, we're now subjecting our athletes to more contact, more downs. Yeah. We have to some, somehow find a way to limit some of those exposures to our athletes and make sure that if we can do that, we can limit them on a week-to-week -week basis just a tad. And the experts have said, and the data has proven, and we'll see now if it's reality, that through the course of a game with this new timing rule in effect it will bring the play count down anywhere between seven and nine plays you go over a year and we're talking about a math major but that's close to 100 plays okay i love it i'm ready to open up these cards Bef as you uh you want to open up an 87 tops set is that what i would love to i'm right. i'm i'm i'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm now you, showing you my age what here. city did you grow up in miami florida oh i am i am cuban but i've been in the united states since i was five years old this is awesome this is fantastic <laughs>
I he might just, just open up the my whole dad, box. <laughs> so, so my my parents are Cuban as well. My dad uh, came over. He's he's turned seventy on Wednesday, uh, but he came over in '61 uh, from Cuba for obvious reasons. And he has gone through the process of collecting every Cuban baseball player card he can get his hands on. Wow. He Ever. has he has <laughs> he has the books with the little sleeves. I have those. You still have those? I have those. Okay. I my, have, I have my, those. My dad has all of them with actual Cuban baseball players. That is incredible. So he's, Does he's he very, live in Miami? No, he actually lives here in North Carolina. Okay. So he was an IBMer. We grew up in Boca Raton. Well, I grew up okay. in Boca Raton. So right, right. he was an IBMer. We got moved up here in nineteen ninety five, but we still got family down in Hialeah and I was gonna say I it's can, not Hialeah, it's Hialeah. <laughs> this is what happens when I've when I've had the the Cuban South Florida accent taken out of me living up here so long. So it is what it is. But I can still say La Carreta. Oh no 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 no! You didn't. I can still go. La Carreta. You have la to carreta. roll the yards. I gotta roll the yards. La Carreta. Listen, See, it's I, out of me, man. It's I, out of me. I told one of your guys down in Radio Row this morning yeah. who happens to be from Miami. And I said, we're so, talking Joe Rose. We're talking Joe Rose. Of course. All and, right. and, I said, and I said, you know, Joe, every morning, fifth, now I'm getting like a reta for, for, free one here. <laughs> now, you know, Joe, every morning, because I'm 15 minutes away from there, yeah. I get in my car before I stop my day. I have my cortadito and my two croquetas. Perfect. And I listen to you complain about your tennis game. <laughs> okay? So, yeah. Every morning. Although, although, my cousins would tell me that Polo Norte, am I getting that one correct? Is my accent That's still? close. That's okay. close. Polo Norte, which is also in Hialeah, uh, has. To me, some of the best. They have Cuban pizza. Yes, they do. They put picadillo on pizza. Yes, they do. Yes, That's they do. That's wild to me. It is wild. Yes, so they do. I'm a big fan. Just got invited to the uh, to the war room. What's that? That just sealed it. Oh, that we're because we're gonna yes. we're gonna we're gonna drop ship some uh, some some croqueta preparadas. Or actually, oh, I'll tell you croquetas. right now, we're gonna have Cuban coffee in the command center in New York no, on I mean, game day. Now, whoa, whoa, but, why but, are we in New York? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's my previous life. So hold my on, previous hold life on in Charlotte. But you're gonna need you're gonna need the cafetera. We gotta do it on a stovetop. Oh no no no! I'm bringing one. You bringing one? Of course I am. Perfect. He's in charge. I had one now. I had one now to my previous life in New York, and some people would come in, and I can't tell you, but they came from the sixth floor, and they said, "Can I have some?" And I said, "Of course." And we're gonna do the same thing here in Charlotte in our new building. It's gonna it. smell like Cuban coffee. Yes. I love it. Yes. I absolutely love it. All right, let's open up that card. Pack. All right, so, let's see what we got right. here. This is unreal. Does it have the gum in it? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. And I don't, don't, don't eat it. No, no, I won't go there because I did. It'll be the last show I do. Today. It disintegrated, <laughs> yeah. and I needed to drink a lot of water. We'll just, we'll just All right, that. so let's see what we got. Let's see who we got. Bob Boone. Yeah. This is very cool. All right. All the Boons. Ron Shepard. Can't tell you I know him. Okay, this is a freebie to sign up for something. <laughs> Actually, let me pull that because I'm going to see if I'm going to mail it to Top. See what happens. Finley. Wow, nice. this is Tony big Katine. time. <laughs> George the Bat Bell. Whoa. This is bringing you back. By the way, can I take some of these with me? Because I will yours. give them to my son. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Bring him a pack. Wow. Andy Hawkins, I remember him. Joel Youngblood, I remember him. Steve Bedrosian. Wow. Bedrock. Who was your team growing Tom up? Tom Brookins. I followed the Orioles. The and, Orioles. and why? Okay. Because they used to train in Miami Stadium. Mm-hmm. Really? So, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, Be, yeah. Four or five of my buddies, and now I'm showing you my age again. Used to sneak out of uh, third period, mm -hmm. go watch Palmer pitch, and come back for sixth period, and still make it and get 
charted as being president school today. Okay. My, da my yes. dad's a Cardinals guy, so we would go up to uh, training camp all the time up in what Port St. Lucie. Port St. Lucie. That's there it. With yes. The mats and all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, that's where we would go. But I would go. My grandfather's would take me to that uh, Miami State and watch some preseason my baseball. is Wow. Now I'll ask you a question. Five 20-game winners, only one team in Major League Baseball. Can you tell me who they are oh, and who the pitchers were? I got no clue. The Orioles. I got no clue. The Orioles? What was it 70? Whenever they won it. And there's one pitcher. I hope that's a good thing you didn't ask me. Because there's one pitcher that only had one great season, and he was the fifth pitcher. Everybody knows Cuellar, Palmer, yeah. Flanagan. But there was one guy that I never can remember. He was the fifth one. All right, we're looking at These up. are awesome, guys. Awesome. Al These Rivera. are Oh, they're incredible. We appreciate Bob the time. Bob Stanley. It's great. Awesome. No, we appreciate the time. Uh, great conversations. Take yourself. a pack if you want. With just don't eat the gum. Yeah. No, I will not eat the gum. Don't eat the gum. Don't and, eat the and gum. And go back and watch that PI that should never have been called PI against uh, Drake Thomas and Joe. Do you ever watch Ted Lasso? Did you watch that series? Yes. Yeah. yeah. In officiating, remember this: you have to have the memory of a goldfish. Yes. It's yes. over. That play is over, man. Move, Move on. on. Move on to the next Move one. Move on. But Joe has a hard time moving Move on. Easy for you to Joe say. Joe clearly has a hard time moving on. <laughs> He's young. He'll get over it. Thanks, Al. <laughs> Joining us on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline, he's our friend, friend of the program, Wes Durham, ACC Network, ESPN. Hey, kids. So you want to do some spots? What a setup here. Yeah, let's do some spots. <laughs> you want to do some spots? I, mean, I think out, you know them already. You want, to, you want to shout out Breeze Through? You need some Breeze Through. Breeze Through. Is that where I get the nonstop coffee? Yes. Absolutely. Lifetime refill. Like, get that lifetime Real, oh, refill. Wait a second. Oh, and it's got the sticker on it? Yeah, man. Heck yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to be in North Carolina this season. In fact, I'll be there in week two. Edwards Mill. Road right across from PNC Arena. Oh, I'm in. All Let's right, do it, Wes. Yeah. By the way, these are nice. Congratulations. We yes, we we life finds a way, Wes. Yes, it does. Life finds I a way. I am all about it. So if uh, you need the lifetime refills, although apparently some of the shops have run out of the tumblers because listeners have been buying them, I oh, know we'll people, be giving though. those away. I know people. Love to hear that. And yes, yeah. we do know people. So go on to breeze through like Wes to get your coffee. I also That's think it. Wes has a recognizable enough voice that he could read some song lyrics for us. That's a good point. That's a good point. But they might think he's Ryan McGee. That's, that's that right. absolutely so be, will happen. So be on the lookout for There's that. There's no question they'll think I'm McGee. <laughs> also, shout out to Butcher's Market, uh, locations throughout the Triangle. We've actually had a couple people here, Wes, who've been listening to the podcast going, is there a Butcher's Market out here in Charlotte? Like, yes. No. Is there one? No, there's not. But not in Charlotte, but we've got to get one. Are, our, our Butcher's Market hive is strong. It's very strong. Yeah. Hey, Steak here's and cheese, the, baby. Let me tell you this. Here's the other thing I've learned the last couple of weeks, yeah. listening to the O plus G. It's OG. It's fine. Um. I have figured out that when next time I'm in the capital city, yeah. Anthony at the Oakwood Pizza Box. Oh, yes. Tell us when. It Tell is us. We're there. Tell us when. And if we'll I could get, get Elliot Avent there. He what? Did he text you? Did he tell no, you? No, but just oh. to throw bills on the counter and call it even, <laughs> I'm in. And we have to, uh, we're going to have to get you some of that pizza wine, the Lambrusco. Oh, really? Oh, man, it's delicious. Oh, it's, I love it's Lambrusco. A whole thing, it's dangerous. Man. All right, so if Hasselbeck and Taylor and Alex Farmartino yeah. are producer, Come yeah. come in to do Let's a Wolfpack go. game. Yeah. Are you kidding? Let's do okay. it. Okay. All right. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's well, do Oakwood it. Pizza Box because yeah. I know they got some balky hours around like weekends. Yeah, we, and yeah, okay. yeah. make things happen. Oh, we know people. Yeah. Oh, you know that's people. it. We Plus, know. I'm on the NIL train for the OG. That's right. I'm on the NIL, so it's good. So, I let's talk a little football, Wes. Okay. Speaking of NIL, your transition skills are slipping, sir. 
They are. Although, please give me credit. Because he's wearing that shirt from 50 years ago. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, I was, the I ACC <laughs> Jefferson Pilot Sports shirt. So what's funny about this shirt is I referenced the fact that I have it. Yeah. And I said, yeah, it's got like Exxon and staff on the back. And Wes immediately perks up and goes, I know exactly the shirt know you're that talking shirt. about. Yeah. So it was like some staff event? It like was. A- it was a staff shirt. They gave it to everybody on the sideline. Like the ball boys in the ACC wore that shirt. I got this for five bucks on eBay. It's got like little mole. Like, you That's know, your problem. Yeah, it, yeah, it is well, what it's it really is. too much it's information. Moth, it's got moth us. holes in it, but it is what it is. I got it for five bucks and I'm just okay. wearing it for today. Gotcha. So the, the NIL, everybody understands NIL and everything else. It's not a new phenomenon. We're like three years into this whole thing. Right. So why is it? that we and we kind of know where this is all going so what is your impression of the fight that's currently being fought to try to act like they can't they can put the genie back in the box well that's that's the part and see here's the other thing too and this goes back because i will contend until somebody tells me differently and shows me in the chronology of this differently that when the ncaa turned their back on all this mm-hmm. that's when the major problem began because mark emmert in the pandemic, didn't want to deal with this. Yeah. Thought he would be hindering the student athlete. So the analogy I like to use is we got two trains on a track and they're all going to the same station. One's going to go faster than the other. And right now you've got laws on the books in Oklahoma, Texas, Arkansas, and New York mm-hmm. telling the NCAA your rules are meaningless. We Which will they do- are. Yeah, they, they are. are right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The other train is this one that apparently everybody thinks we go to Washington to govern with. Okay? So we got all these state laws, then we got all these conferences, and the NCAA with their newly elected president, who is nothing more than a politician, Charlie Mm -hmm. Baker, trying to build a consensus among Congress to get something on the law federally. Which, by the way, at the same time, you got the NLRB deal in California where they're trying to become employees, and yet if you polled 100 athletes here and ask them about the taxation involved in being an athlete. We all know taxation because we're respected Americans who work for a living and we pay our taxes. Yeah, yeah. Joe, comp ticket tax, right? Hey, by the way, those free tickets you're getting to the game that your parents are on the list for, guess what happens? If you're an employee, you're now paying taxes on that ticket. Okay. You're paying taxes on the value of that ticket. Hey, by the way, the meals you're getting as part of your employee arrangement Mm -hmm. guess what you're going to be taxed on that all of a sudden the taxation position is something that is far and away out of control for what people understand this to be we are really quick to go hey let's make them employees how's that going to work when people in the state of north carolina who already fight a certain degree of budget situations Mm -hmm. now all of a sudden you're going to sign up ballpark this you take all the state schools let's say eleven thousand student athletes fourteen thousand student athletes are now employees one way or another in the state of north carolina how's that going to work how's the benefit package going to work it's a this is a they have enough money coming in to make it work they just don't want to give up the money does everybody no Uh, where's the tv money going no no well well, uh uh-uh because if you do this at state carolina Mm mm-hmm you mean to tell me you're not going to do it at Wilmington? You're not going to do it at Appalachia? You're not going to do it in Charlotte? Yeah, you're but, not it's, going but that's no different Pembroke? than Pembroke? That's no different than I, Joe, and I 
you know, having a small LLC versus Stephen A. Smith. You know what I'm saying? But is Wilmington and Appalachian bringing in the same money that State and Carolina are bringing in? Just like we're not bringing in the same kind of money that ESPN is bringing in. That's right. But the employee, the taxation of this, we're we're jumping so far ahead and so fast that I don't think people understand the implications of this. I don't think they really do. And out in California, we got people telling kids, oh, you want to be employees. And see, that's the other thing. We got people with their own, and I'm the least, you guys know this, I'm the least political guy, right? Mm Mm-hmm. We got people with political agendas trying to drive their agenda by using this, mm. just like they would to go to war or not to go to war. Sure, type sure, thing. sure. I do think it's, I mean, we're friends. I do think it's slightly insulting to say to someone who's 18, like, you don't understand taxes. Sure, you do. I think you do because yeah. we all have jobs. <laughs> we all have right. jobs. No, but, but I don't saying, think like, the things. But the things they get for free now yeah, there's un- to understand there'd be taxes behind it, absolutely, Even there at are unintended. four years old, I don't yeah, he know. Doesn't. Uh, absolutely, there are so, unintended consequences yeah. to what would happen if they are employees. Sure. But I think there, there's if we work from the, the base of there is no such thing as an even playing field, right? right? So no matter what you do, Alabama and App State will never be able to compete. No matter what you do, Alabama and NC State are never going to be on yeah. the same foot. Salary cap or otherwise. Right. Yeah. So what you need to do is say, particularly in football, if you want to break off, let them break off. Because I think that would be the best first move. Let football break off. That way, if UCLA and Rutgers want to play, congratulations in football. There's absolutely no reason for UCLA and Rutgers to play in volleyball. There's absolutely no reason for UCLA and Rutgers to play in anything other than football. But that's my opinion. Wouldn't it be easier if those conferences that already have these multi-billion dollar deals just let those conferences go? And move on to whatever we want to call it, Premier League or whatever. If you said that football, if you took football out of everything. Which essentially the NCAA has done anyway. Oh yeah, they, they don't make money on, on that. Any, remember, remember, remember that was 1984 yeah, or whatever. It was. Yeah, because they didn't think they regulate television. Right. Remember that Walter yeah. Byers, nice try. Yes. Yeah. Well so, done. So, you know, I, I, <laughs> we cut. can't we can't solve all of their problems. I, I do think there is a way to share in the revenue. I do think making them employees is probably the best start to it. Are there are there going to be unintended consequences? Absolutely. Sure. You know, you, you look at NIL. If nothing about NIL is sustainable. No question. Nothing. Like, there's a guy who this week, was the past week, spent $80,000 on a Philip Rivers painting. Cool. I mean, it was it was a cool and it, painting. And it wasn't you. And, and Phil, no, no, it's not, not, it's not, it was not, not the OG it's, LLC. It's not for the studio? You okay. know, Philip signed it, the whole thing. Now, what do you do next year to raise those $80,000? Right. Because what does the That's eighty not, grand really get you, by the way? Nothing. Right. It's... Doesn't tell- even get you a baseball player no. these in are, NIL. These are It doesn't even get times. you a baseball That's player. That's unbelievable, isn't it? But it is what it is. <laughs> It's crazy. Right? Regardless. <laughs> Bonkers. Crazy. Regardless, football still gets played. People are still interested. That's the, ho- that's the hook here. We all still sign up to sign watch up. the games. And the ratings continue to go up, despite the fact that you got people like Lane Kiffin talking about how everything's a disaster well, piece these days. But, of course, I'm sitting here, and I know that they had the kickoff classic last week, and Mac Brown, Dave Thorne, and, the, and Mike Elko were there, and they were talking about this and that. And it's like, wipe your tears with the cash, all right? Just wipe your tears with the cash about this stuff. That's why you get paid what you get paid to handle these things. Right. And ultimately, the idea that people are losing interest in college football or college football's, you know, facing this crisis, not based on the engagement. I agree. Not based on it expanding the college There's, football playoff. The it's, one, it's still number two, the NFL. The one thing I would say about making them employees, you could give them a contract. Yeah. And, yes, the portal still exists. Sure. But if you have a contract, guess what? You're on my team. 
Yeah. <laughs> you're, not, you're not going to you're not going well, to pit in September see, to USC in in May because we have a contract. Well, and that's like that goes back to, and I'm sure you guys have had this conversation with the people you talk to at some point. It's like these people that award NIL money, these athletes who stay a semester. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Or they quit the team. I, yeah. Hey, I was I was talking to one former NC State football player who's in the NFL. And he goes, they asked me for money. He goes, I, yeah, I think Peyton Wilson's a good player, but I'm not paying him a half a million dollars <laughs> to play football at NC State. I was like, yeah, yeah fair it's enough. It. He's it's like, really you know, if interesting. I, if I, I think you've made this point, Joe. Like, hey, if I give money to the school and I get my name on the library, my it's name's there. on the library. It's there for it's a there. really long time. If I, for if a really I, long if time. I give when you that same amount of money. Mur- Murphy Center is bang for your buck. <laughs> yeah. All right. That's bang. Like, that's there. I guys. mean, until Charlton Heston shows up, it's on the building. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we know Clemson and Florida State are going to be the most discussed team. Yeah, one, two. Yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Let's start with three and go then. Well, that's really what it is. Yeah. I don't I, even think Florida State's two. Who's three? See, are you just going to be this guy here in Charlotte this week? You decided to be rouser. Yeah. Who's two? Who's two? The team who's here today. Louisville Cardinals. Okay. Look at that schedule, sir. I've already looked it up. It's the easiest schedule in the league among conference opponents. Yeah. It's the easiest schedule. He's done it twice at Western Kentucky and Purdue. He's flipped the switch. Yeah. He is a really good coach. And they went in the portal. Hard. They, they did go hard in the portal. Hard. Which Mike Norvell, by the way, has been criticized for, but somehow or another, Jeff Brom is okay. Weird. It's Weird. funny. Funny how we have different sauces for different potatoes. It's funny um, how that works. I, I've I always thought Louisville would thrive in NIL. I mean, that's basically what they were doing under Patino and yeah. Petrino. And- well, and to your point, they have a chance because they don't play Clemson, Florida State, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's bank on. Hey, first of all, they're going to beat Kentucky. <laughs> right? I hope so. Yeah, they yeah. get to Devin play. Larry's they, healthy now. They you play kick, Miami. Be <laughs> they play Miami. They play Pitt. Yeah, and we don't know what Miami's going to be. But Tyler Van Dyke looks good walking around here now. Yeah, he does. Holy smoke! Remember when Brad Kaya showed up at Pinehurst that one year? That guy looked like a ten million dollar quarterback. <laughs> Tyler There's Van Dyke. Name. <laughs> yeah. So I, I would say though. I'm more apt to lean to sneaky Pat Narduzzi in Pittsburgh right now than I am Louisville. That's fine. And the reason being is because Pittsburgh knows how to make you play weird. They force you into a different – it's not like Paul Johnson weird, Joe, Mm -hmm. but it's like they make you play different, right? And They want you to play left-handed. They do. And and by the way, they're going to run the ball. You know that. But now – if he's healthy and upright and he and Signetti Jr., Jerkovic and Signetti Jr. got – and here's the other thing, too. Bub Means and Kanata Mumfield are back. Bartholomew, the tight end, is back. They got four offensive linemen back. They're really good on defense. David Green's a player. Mm-hmm. Devin Danielson's back. They got linebackers. I mean, it, it's, it's really going to be interesting to watch. Shane Simon being the best of those linebackers who transferred from Notre Dame a year ago and played a backup role to Dennis. Yeah. They're good in the secondary. It's going to be interesting, but they got to go to Morgantown and win because if they don't win there, nobody's going to respect no, them the rest it, of the yeah, year. Yeah, it's going to move on from that. I know the talking points for North Carolina. I already know what the talking points are going to be when Mac Brown shows up. It's you know tackle. Yes. We're going to tackle well, people. It's, it's not. Even, We're going to cover. We're bat down passes. It's not even that. Yeah, seventeen sacks last season. I think the only. I think they were second to last or third to last in Power Five uh, in tackles for loss. Correct. Right. So, but what Mac Brown's going to tell you is that, well, you're focused on what happened at the beginning of the year. If you look at the end of the year, their defense got better. Look at the fourth quarters, down the stretch, that kind of stuff, which, of course, puts highlights on what the offense was doing. But, again, I bring this up 
as a setup for NC State. I know what the talking points are for the Tar Heels. I don't know what the talking points are for the Wolfpack. I think that's okay. I think, we, yeah, we get it. Brennan Armstrong, Robert, and I, but what's the MJ Morris equation? Here? Plays four and games. How, and how are they going to handle that, right? Plays four games. But is it packages? Is it, like, what are they doing? I don't know. And then, of hey. course, some of the turnover in the defensive side of the ball, as great as they were last year. Sure, but what? Okay. So, so I, don't, I don't know the talking points for State. All right, Julio, hear me out on this. Dave Dorn's built a program where, like, I think magazines basically say they have five starters back on defense or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But everybody who's penciled into tentative depth charts has, oh, played, has played discernible football. Yes. Yeah. So yes. it's not like they have five guys and then the other seven have shown up, been given a name tag across the helmet, and they <laughs> hope they can play. Right, right. They bring guys there who have actually contributed in games. Yeah. And I they've mean, gone into the portal, too. Yeah, they not, have. Not a lot. Not FSU Louisville style, but they added some guys to the defense and that are they're going to help. I'm going to say the same thing, and I was talking to Matthew Dennis, the place kicker from Wake Forest, who's here as part of the Student Athlete Advisory Committee today, who's from Charlotte, and we were talking about this. When you're at Wake and you're at NC State, those two guys have built that program now on a solid enough foundation that no matter how many starters you lose – and even though the portal's out there in NIL, it feels like you got guys who can contribute. Mm-hmm. NC State, in my opinion, is one of those teams where everybody says, oh, they lost too many guys on a really good defense. How many start? What is it? Four guys in the offensive line come by? Yeah. It's like four yeah. in the offensive line, an electric quarterback, who, by the way, will be a great playmaker. And the other is, all you need is Keon Lassane, Porter Rooks. You need couple plays made at the tight end. you got to run the ball efficiently somehow or another. Yeah, and at the I, I end worry of the day, about their skill making, their skill players. On the perimeter? Yeah. No, running back. I, I worry about their receivers. I, I think Robert and I is really going to give them a boost, and I suspect. And I who's suspect. the Keaton Thompson? Who's yeah, NC well, State's kid? Who's, where's your boy Jay there, Sam? There you go. Where's your boy Jay he Sam? Just, you, got you just saw Jay Sam. You got to get the Sam. yellow pad out for yeah. Robert and I and Keaton Thompson. I, I hope so. I hope so. I hope, you know, Juice Vereen. I, I hope uh, Ooh, Kevin there's a good name. is a guy. But, you know, I look, I look at State and I go, I, there's probably going to be some games where they beat you and you, they look so good and you're going to go, yeah. And then there's going to be a game. Boston College is not on the schedule, but Duke uh, yeah. is. They're going to go play Duke, and they're going to, you know, they're going to get thwarted, or they're going to look Leonard. bad, and you're going to be Leonard. like, what happened? Where'd that team go? Riley Leonard. And then by the end of the year, they'll pop back up and show up for the Carolina game. You're like, ah! Oh! It's like wash, rinse, repeat. All right, Wes, what are we, uh, what are we on open? What are we going to open here, man? Oh, boy. You want an 87 pack? <sighs> man, I don't want any baseball cards unless I get the late Vita Blue, who is my favorite player. Um... I'm not allowed to open the college cards because these are for the kids. Yeah. Uh, is, this a, is, this, the college cards? is this Donruss NFL? Let's it do is. that. Okay. The other, otherwise, you can open up a garbage pail, kid. Maybe I get Shaq Thompson in here. <laughs> these are Donruss like current? It's last year. Last year. All right. Yeah, so Shaq year. Thompson is an eligible guy. I believe he should, should be there. Be, yeah, he yeah. should be in there. Why are you what about Shaq Star Lotulele? Is he eligible in here? <laughs> I'm thinking just, of all these Panthers. Who are Panther guys. Right. Very yeah. You like Lotulele? Or you me, want Pokemon I, cards, too? I, no, I don't actually, want Pokemon. I, I think, That's for the younger kids. I'm think, 57 years old, Jillio. I think Wes I think Wes is just letting that Atlanta Falcon out, man. Although, it would be funny if we could get professional tell you what, I'm on me. I need somebody to help me get into these. It's like open up your tax documents. Jeez, don't chip anything, Wes. Come on now. Come on now. I I'm can't glad. open them. Here, <laughs> Look at me. this. Me. 
Uh, I mean, there seriously. could be an autograph in there. Will you simmer with the throwing and the pounding? An autograph? Yes. Are you taking them back to the guys at the... Uh... If it's a good one, yes. Okay. All right, yeah. let's see. Donruss. Oak City NFL. Sports Cards. Oak City Sports Cards. You can get them graded there, too, as yes, I recall. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Look at Wes. Yeah. He's a P1. I am a P1. He's a P1. Barry Sanders. I'll take that one home. There you go. Hey, I've done well. Aaron Donald from Pitt. Look at hey. you. Pitt. Huh? ACC legend. legend. Yeah. True is an ACC, ACC legend. legend. He actually played in the ACC. Legend. What Eddie George. He did not play the Ohio in State. the ACC. No. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Law of the Wolf. What do we got? Russell Wilson. Yes. Huh? With Russ. the Broncos. With the Broncos. Yeah. No yeah, that's a memorable. There you it? go. Why is he doing high knees? It's unfortunate <laughs> that we don't have that. Jalen Rager. He's out. <laughs> Patrick Queen. He tackled all LSU. of Clemson in the national championship yeah. game. Yeah. He tackled people that didn't even play for Clemson. Um, C.D. Lamb. Yeah. Uh, UCLA's Anthony Barr. Nice. Uh, Alvin Kamara. Little known fact. Tennessee. Started his career at Alabama. Things didn't go well. Nope. Showed up in Knoxville. Oh, did not know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Things didn't go well at Tuscaloosa. He's been a problem for the Panthers. <laughs> Carson Palmer. Alvin Kamara's been a problem for Carson a lot of Palmer. people. <laughs> They've been sneaking in some oldies in that. Uh, TJ Watt. Okay. All right. Who ended Cam Newton's career? Yes, he did. Put that shoulder uh, in. More roll tide. There's Jerry Judy. There we go. Um, that, that Denver offense. Lajarius Sneed. All right. Um, figures I'd get a bulldog. <laughs> Lewis Seen, who's a safety on Georgia's first yeah, national yeah, championship yeah. team. Great and uh, press proof of Patrick. Press proof. Do these have more value than the Probably. others? Yeah. Probably, yeah. Two Patrick Queens. We're gonna go. With, we'll get them graded. But I got. For West. I got Russell Wilson and you Aaron, can have Donald, Russ Aaron Donald. No, nah, I really. I'm good. <laughs> okay. I'll let you guys handle that. All right, Wes. Have fun, man. Great we'll to see you, you guys. Once again, a pleasure to be a part of the show. Oakwood Pizza Box? Oh, yeah, seriously. I'm going to we'll tell you, it. when we go to NC State, we'll, 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 we'll have What is your first State. games? Tell me your first game. Uh, we're doing Virginia Tech, Old Dominion, and Blacksburg yeah. week one. Oh, I don't know yet. Okay. I don't right. know. I'm well, in that I'm in that primetime window now, Jillio. I'm, hey. I'm bouncing. And I got the PM people on the road. <laughs> I got Huddle on the road. Hey, oh, boy. When, it's, when you come to Raleigh, well, you tell me it's when you're going to be here. It's pizza box time. All right, Wes. We'll See you guys. Later, Be well. Next topic, please. Big thanks to Wes Durham for hanging out with us here at ACC kickoff day one. Always love catching up with him. Love that he did ads with us. Perfect. <laughs> we need all the help I we did, can get. I didn't realize he was part of the NIL deal. That's, uh, that's, that's news to me, but we appreciate that Wes is on Team OG. There we go. Team OG. Savage OG. Should we start calling that Bang Bang Joe Gang? That is the Bang Bang Joe Gang. It is the Bang Bang Joe Gang. Uh, Oak City Sports Cards is part of that Joe Gang. Uh, And as you've kind of picked up on throughout the day, we brought some cards from Oak City. People have been at what's fun. You were right about the 87 Tops cards. Yes. Like that's catnip for our age generation. It's so funny to see people just go, oh, yes. I don't know what it is about the 87 Tops cards. It puts you in a place, man. But it really puts you back in 87, however old you were. It's so funny. I was 12. It is so funny, and I absolutely enjoy it. Regardless, if you want to feel that nostalgia, well, guess what? Weston over at Oak City's got that for you. But more importantly, what Oak City does, grades the cards. Uh, so if you've got a card that you think has some value, there's only one way to find out. That's to take it to Weston, and they'll make it work. Yeah, I'm serious. Lawton next to us here from the Clemson Sports Talk. Yeah. He's like, hey, I have, I have a bunch of original Garbage Pail Edition cards. Yeah. And I told him. Those legit have value. He's in Columbia, he said. So I said, go find your find Weston. your guy. 
If not, bring Find them up when, when Clemson's up in Raleigh. Go check out Weston at Oak City Sports Cards. OakCityCards.com. They're off of Glenwood Avenue. Such a great location. Uh, Weston and Katie's Space, they, they do an unbelievable job. They got big things cooking, too, with card shows and, and a, a company that they've taken over. Mm-hmm. So they got a lot of things going right. on. Very, very cool. Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, also bringing you Ovius and Julio. Uh, check out BugsBite.com. I've been using Mosquito Authority all summer long. It absolutely works. And I know Pest Authority has come out and taken care of your house, too, Joe. Uh, no mosquitoes indoors, but I know if I was to leave right now, I'd probably get hit with some mosquitoes outside. Don't want that. Yeah, the golf Charlotte. course has just been, oh. I've been swarmed. And I'm like, man, There's... I've been spoiled, not only in my house, See? but outside the house. Don't forget those mice, the mildew, right. mold, you name it. All the things, Mosquito Authority, Pest Authority, Hayes Lancaster, and his crew can take care of you. They are the best. It's BugsBite.com. What's up next? What's up next? Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, Bash Tyher, Carolina Blitz. You are probably the hardest working person in North Carolina media because only you, of true football sicko, would go to the first day of training camp in Wofford for the Carolina Panthers and then drive to ACC kickoff. I know. Either the hardest working or the craziest. One or the other. But Could I'm going to go with it. I, yeah, I, I, a little touch of both. Yeah. A little touch of the crazy. Nothing I, wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with That's that. That's fine. That's yeah. fine. So when I saw you here at ACC kickoff, I'm like, well, shit, let's talk to Vashtar real quick because <laughs> I wanted to kind of get the vibe of what it was like first day of camp with the Bryce Young era. It seems that the teammates are already in love with this dude. You've been around. We've been unable not to be there. So, like, what is it about Bryce that so far is kind of catching the attention of this team's? I think everybody appreciates work ethic, especially when you're in the NFL and you know, as vets, you know what it takes to be successful. And sometimes as rookies, I mean, you're what? He's 21, 22. Mm -hmm. I mean, at 22, I didn't have the focus that he has. Nothing even close to it. So for him to have the level of focus um, and, and hard work and work ethic that he has at that age, that's what I've, that is just the recurring theme from guys about, you know, how hard of a worker he is and how, and how smart he is. Yeah. What do you think is a realistic expectation in his, his first year? Uh, I mean, you, you, know, you, you are talking about a young guy. You are talking yeah. about a guy trying to figure something out. Has some physical limitations, but I think those are offset by how smart he is. Yeah. It, you know, it's tough because I think the NFC South is wide open, yes. right? Mm-hmm. You know, you have Ritter who really hasn't proven himself in Atlanta. Baker Mayfield in, in Tampa Bay, we already know what that is. Um, and when Derek Carr is the best quarterback in your division, I think it's pretty much up for grabs, right? Uh, and um, so I, I, think, I think competitive in the division is realistic yes, um, for the Panthers. Uh, it really just depends on how fast Bryce picks up on the offense and how they tailor it to mm-hmm. him as a rookie. Do they put a lot on him? I don't think so. I think I've been telling people Miles Sanders is going to be a big pickup for fantasy because he's going. Chilio, so you're like nodding like, yes. <laughs> he's going totally to agree. get a lot of touches this year. Okay. All right. So I am. I wanted to go back to just the demeanor of Bryce. Mm-hmm. And I, Cam Newton still has a, a particular presence around the organization because we understood what he was in that room and how players gravitated towards him. We saw when he came back how the room picked up. You know this. You witnessed this. So is it, a, is it similar? Is it different? Are they even comparable with the way that Bryce seems to have the room already behind him? 
I think that it's taking Bryce less time than it took Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cam came in, and although they had the probably equal accolades as far as Heisman Trophy and national championship, mm-hmm. uh, I, I just think that, you know, Cam got a lot of criticism his first year for being a quote-unquote sore loser. <laughs> right. Even though... The towel. I know, right? right? Even though he was putting up numbers on yeah. the field, yeah. I don't think that Bryce is meeting that same type of criticism but I think he's also a different person you know he's Mm -hmm. very and I was I was telling you this off mic like he came to the press conference and he stopped everyone and he was like I just want to thank you guys for being here I really appreciate that and I'm like he didn't learn that from Nick Saban (laughs) I'm like wow that's so sweet of you you know um but it's just it's just a different it's just a different demeanor but um I, I think that they both have leadership qualities I just think that Bryce's are more focused than Cam's mm-hmm. were rookie season, and that's why it's taken. That's why the vets have been speaking so highly of okay. them. It's so unusual, I, and I just mentioned Nick Saban. Like you, you know, you you follow enough of college sports to know, like if Nick Saban doesn't like somebody, he's gonna oh, yeah. tell you. Yeah, like he benched Jalen Hurts in the national championship game. Like that that spoke volumes, right? Yeah. Can you even think of like a single incident where someone? whether it's Nick Saban or anyone else at Alabama who had a crossword to say about Bryce Young. I think that's the most amazing thing because I think you're right. Even when Cam came in the league, even after leading an Auburn team that had no other pros on it to a championship and winning the Heisman and all the things that he did, there were still all these questions about Cam. Yep. With Bryce Young, it just feels like universally, the response seems to be what yours is and your impression. Like, look how nice he is. And, and, and everyone's, you know, this the, the, the cockamamie test that he took yeah. that everyone was so excited about. Like, we all seem to be just blown away with his intelligence and his demeanor. Like, can you even think of anyone who has even like other than the stature thing? No, you know, maybe not being the biggest. Who has anything negative to say? No, about this I, guy? I haven't seen anything. Negative. That's the only knock. Yeah, and and some people think that that's a pretty big knock. Right. But he's you know he's been playing football in that body his whole life. Yes. Right. So it's like he knows how to. It, he knows yes. how to. He knows what to do, and it's crazy. Like you mentioned. I haven't heard anybody, and I can read people pretty well, and I can tell when people are fronting or uh, is cap, and, and they're just putting on for for us. Sure. No, it's genuine. Yeah, the respect and the, and the and the love that people have for him is genuine. Now he just has to back it up on the field because that will quickly turn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, well, if, if you can. well, I don't think anybody's calling for Andy Dalton at this point, but <laughs> I, I know I know what you're saying. Although I'm curious, and we'll, we'll let you go on this because I know it's been a, a wild day for you. You talked about what kind of offense are they going to run? How are they going to ramp that up? What do you expect to see out of the preseason? I mean, how much do you expect to because actual reps, right? Because like, that was our no more Jilly, fooling around. Julio and I screamed last season, like you bring Baker Mayfield in for a reason. Why are we acting as though he wasn't going to start week one? And it actually, in my opinion, held him back. Yeah. So if we know that Bryce is going to be the guy, how do you see them with adults in the room? I was going to say handling his <laughs> his. <laughs> Him moving up to the actual starter for week one. It's just, to me, it's a foregone conclusion. Bryce will take first team reps. I think they will officially name him the starter before the first preseason game. Uh, There's no playing around. Oh, we're competing. No, this is, this is a new era. We have, we have people with experience, right? Uh, People with experience and, and, you know, 
when they when they did that during OTAs and had him working out exclusively with the first team, mm-hmm. that the writing was on the wall, and and I think that that's what it is. I think that will be what they do in camp, and by that first preseason game, if not before then, they'll finally say for sure that Bryce is is QB one. I'm interested in the reps that Matt Corral gets because you know. Andy Dalton has the experience, but you still have a, a young guy in Matt Corral who's mm-hmm. hungry as well. Um, and I think he'll play a lot in the, in the preseason. Fast I heard Carolina Blitz. If you want Panthers coverage, she is one of the best sources on the net. So go check her out. Fast I appreciate it. Thank you, guys. We're moving on. Once again, big thanks to Vashti for joining us. She totals football sicko, man. I mean, Every day I, I'm rustling, man. I've she done, is a hustler. I've done some crazy things. Like shout out to Luke DeCock, who's going to join us a little bit later on in the podcast. Uh, we did the four games in one day business, but that's oh, man, that's a lot of driving. But look, I'm optimistic about Bryce Young. I'm optimistic about the Panthers. Uh, I'm also you have every reason to be. I have every reason to be. I'm also optimistic about you know the ACC. Uh, we're here at kickoff, having a grand old time. I'm I'm trying not to get into my old radio habits, Joe, and understand that you know things are different now. They are. It's like I don't have to reset the, world the fact that we're at ACC kickoff. People who are listening to this podcast understand that they're listening to kickoff. They're probably wondering, "Damn, Joe! Usually the shows are about an hour and fifteen minutes. What's going on today?" Hey, we're blowing it out for ACC kickoff. We're not going anywhere. So let's get on to the next thing. Next topic. Please. All right. So that would go to Eric McLean. I know how we're going to come out of this. We're moving on. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline at ACC Kickoff, ACC Network. He is Eric McLean. What's going on, man? I'm glad to be here with you guys. I'm- First of all, uh, second of all, this is awesome what you're doing. Appreciate that. I love the independence, I love the entrepreneurship. It's fun. I know it's a lot, but it's fun. It is a lot, and we got a network off air about getting some Ingles uh, to uh, to visit us in the Triangle. All we right? can do it. We we need to build an Ingles first, and then the sponsorship <laughs> will come. I, I was talking steps. to someone in Raleigh, and they're like, "What's Ingles? Are you kidding me? You don't know? You don't go to the western part of the state? What are you talking about? They're all over the western part of the <laughs> state. Right. Come on now. Uh, shout out to the one in the in Asheville that I, uh, I go to from time to time." So before we're out of here, we're going to ask you to open up one of these cards. We I got, love this. We got Garbage Pail. This is all the sponsors. Oak, Oak City Sports Cards. We appreciate them. Come on. We got You're too, you're too young for Garbage Pail Kids, I right? have no clue what that is. Yeah. Oh, these were like the jam back in the Let's day. Making here. fun of Cabbage Patch Kids. Oh, really? That's what it was really about. And it's got some weird. They've, they've been tamed down. They used to be okay. super problematic back yes. then. Yes. Really? Era. Super problematic. Fascinating. But we'll, we'll, we'll pull those up in a little bit. All right. The reason why I wanted to talk to you is because... The evolution of Clemson is fascinating to me. I give Dabo so much credit for doing what all good coaches do, successful coaches do. I win a particular way. I want to keep winning this way. I believe in what we do. But I think there was some lessons there along the way and that things are so changing rapidly in in college football that he couldn't. And do you kind of get that similar sense of this offseason of, okay, I tried it. (laughs) It didn't work. Now it's time to go bring in some new voices, change up the offensive coordinator. How do you feel this offseason went for Clemson, what they can do this upcoming year? Yeah, you know that it's a fascinating thing to, to spin your head around and, and say why. Mm-hmm. And 
I guess I'll flip the question to you and say, if Kay Klubnick was the starting quarterback from game one, is Streeter fired? I, yes. I don't think he is. Really? They definitely don't lose to South Carolina. No question. Okay. All the other games, though, can Cade win? That, that's the bigger question. You just don't know. So okay. for, <laughs> for me, it, it's was it a fair <laughs> assumption? Was, was it a fair shake where you have a quarterback that totally immobilized what you did, mm-hmm. but should you have adjusted accordingly to what he does have? That's a, a fascinating deal in itself. Okay, I will flip it back on you. You flip it on me, I'll flip it back on you. Dabo's never been shy about going to the quarterback that he thinks is going to put him in best position to win, but until, he doubled down. Until this couple of years. So why do you he think protected that happened? him? I don't know. I don't I don't know the I don't want to call it love affair, but it was strange to me. I mean, okay. I've been in situations where even when I was playing, he removed a guy. And that was a senior, that it was his turn and Cole Stout. But Deshaun Watson was better and he was a true freshman. I don't know why it didn't happen. I don't know if Cade, maybe, we're not in practice every day, right? The three yeah. of us never saw those tendencies and things. I did get to see it with Deshaun. I knew what that was. But was he not pushing hard enough in practice? Was mm-hmm. he not quite ready, quite ready? I don't know the answer why. But it was fascinating these last two years to see that. I think about Clemson, and I think they made a smart move bringing in Garrett Riley. That, I agree. That's, honestly, I agree. that's the guy. If NC State, if Dave Doran had decided last year he wanted to do something else, I would have hired Garrett Riley because look at what he did at TCU. Yeah. He's going to scheme Clemson up. Uh, not that Clemson's done a lot of the same stuff that State has done, but Clemson is one of, has been one of those teams, and you can even speak to this. When you got Justin Ross and you got T. Higgins, hey, we'll throw it up to you. <laughs> You're going to make easier. a play. It's a little no, easier. I'm not trying to diminish. That is, a, that is a legitimate is. strategy. Um, but when you don't have those guys, you do have to scheme some guys open. I think Garrett Riley is absolutely going to do that for Clemson. However... I have a card here, Will Shipley. Come on. You, you can hang on to that one. I like I, this. I can't have my K Club, Nick. This oh, is my K pretty. Club, Nick. Look at that. The question, though, is who's going to help those two on offense other than Garrett Riley? That's my, that's my primary concern for Clemson. I think they will win the ACC again. I do wonder, though, can they get back into that national race? Can they get back to being Clemson without a T. Higgins, without a Justin Ross, without a Sammy Watkins? Without an Andre Ellington. Right. Without a new Copkins. Let me keep going. Yeah. Right? Right. <laughs> Hunter Renfro. Yeah. Mari Rogers. I mean, you, the list is, is yeah. significant, but I think that they potentially have those guys. It's just, can you stay healthy? Because we haven't seen that. I yeah. mean, Adam Randall is a freak. He's a big, big dude, big body guy. Saw a picture that he posted the other day, and I'm just like, what is that? I mean, that's a Greek <laughs> god. That's not a wide receiver. But can he stay healthy? Can he stay on the field? Can he go sure. up and, and possess the ball? Antonio Williams was a freshman All-American. They don't make sophomore All-Americans, so what can you do to take it to the next level? Cole Turner was the best-kept secret for the entire season. That just goes nuts in the ACC championship and, you know, against Tennessee, the things that he can do there. So that core, along with Bo Collins, who we saw have five touchdowns in two or three games, was leading the league in receiving touchdowns, got hurt, wasn't available. So the pieces are there. Can they stay healthy? That's my biggest question. And then I think Phil Moffa and Shipley are going to hold it down in the backfield. So the, the gap between Clemson and the rest of the ACC has shrunk over, over time. Where do you think it is now with the rest of the league? Do you think Florida State is a true con- contender to yeah. knock Clemson off? Is yeah. there another team that might, you know, worry Clemson at night? Sure. I, I kind of have it, you know, in, in tiers a little bit. I think FSU, Clemson are in that first tier. Sure, sure. Uh, when you have re- returning talent, the exceptional production that they have coming back at both sides of the ball. Uh, I, I think Duke. North Carolina and Pittsburgh are kind of in that next wave of teams that if there's there's more question marks for FSU I kind of know everything that they're going to have 
for, for UNC is how better can the defense be. For Duke, it's how better can the defense be. Mm-hmm. For Pittsburgh, it's what am I going to get from Phil Dracovic? Mm-hmm. I kind of know every other position of what they're going to do. So, And that's a big question mark. So I think those are kind of the three. And I'll throw NC State in there as well because if Brennan Armstrong can be the 2021 version, look out for the pack. So I think there's a really strong group there right behind that if the ball rolls the right way, look yeah. out. You know Dabo Sweeney. He played for Dabo Sweeney. Were you surprised after last year that he did not go into the portal at all? Other than to get Bear Bryant's yeah. grandson or whatever. <laughs> right. yeah. um, Great I'm, nephew. I'm not surprised, I think, because I, I probably am a little more in touch with the program than most. Just because They have no room. They have no room. But that, oh, is, they is go to the portal, simple? who do they get? Is that simple? How, who do they let go of? And yeah. it's, it's his biggest fault is that he's too loyal. If you sign with Dabo Sweeney, you're with him until you decide you're not. Mm-hmm. or for life that that's how it goes he's not gonna kick off a guy that hey man you've been here four years you haven't done anything hit the road <laughs> he's gonna keep that guy okay and, and unfortunately or fortunately however you look at it that's been a fault where this year how incredibly important would it have been to go get another defensive end yeah. how incredibly important would it have been to get uh forget his name but the young man out of uh mizzou who was a very sought after wide receiver that could have added you know kind of that instant juice so i i think that this year maybe it was a little bit more convenient than others because he didn't have room. It's not like they don't have money though. That, like this is the part. This is the part where I would be. Clemson gets a lot of our traffic. Okay, so I like to pay attention to sure. Clemson. I like to, and I'm adjusting here, camera, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the DJ Uyunglele thing, and this is what bothers me. Yeah. This is what bothers me. Your standard is your standard. I see Clemson in person at most once a year, right. maybe sometimes twice. I know when you look at a guy what he is and what he isn't. Right. And if I care about winning titles, I can look at that guy and go, you're not he did this with Kelly Bryant. Yeah. He looked at him and said, I cannot win with you. Right. I am putting in right. Trevor. Right. This is what I'm going. He did the same thing with Cole Stout. Yeah. I can't win with you. So his blind devotion last year to DJ. Now, hats off, complete hats off and respect to DJ for the weight game and the state game. Played his ass off. Yeah. Won those games. Yeah. Was the primary reason they right. won those games. Sure. Primary reason that they end up winning the division and winning the ACC. But for me, and, and, and I, get, I get there's a hypercritical level to, to how Clemson fans treat Dabo now because right. it's not winning <laughs> national titles. Yeah. Like, how great would it be for State or Carolina oh. or Duke to win the ACC? Sure. What Clemson did last year. Sure. Right? So I get all of that la- layer to it, but it just it just seems to me the DJ deal and the Streeter deal were Dabo being stubborn. And now you bring in Garrett Riley. And I'm telling you, this is going to feel like Chad Morris. Right. It's gonna, the, totally the refresh agree. button is, is hit yeah. at Clemson. Yeah. And I think even without those home run hitters, that I see, it, I don't see it on the receiver position. You, right. you, you seem to know more than I do. Obviously, they're going to have a refresh, right? And it's like, okay, you can do what you now. You don't have to go to Florida State or Louisville's extreme right. in the portal, right? But you can add a left Somebody. tackle. Sure, you can sure. add a slot receiver. Yeah. You can add, like you said, if you lose a defensive end. That's the part where I'm not getting yeah. why he's not right. Even Saban yeah. has gone in and, and gotten a running back, right. gotten a receiver, right. got you know. So when I look at Dabo and I, I get, I just, I struggle with this, the stubborn part of it yeah. where he's seemingly seeding right. 
with by hiring Riley and with the DJ situation. Is he the Roy Williams of ACC football? Yes. I, what yes. That mean? I don't know what that means. Roy, Roy, Roy stubborn. just slow to adjust. Su or no, 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 super no, loyal, no. super stubborn, sure. stubborn. Sure. Yeah. And hey, I'm not a yeah. doctor. I'm not a lawyer. I'm going to win my way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know, which and he's going to. And, he's, and he has. And he has. He has. That's a thing. Yeah. I mean, uh, and but does NIL change that equation so much? Because again, I guess yeah. my original point before my soliloquy yeah. was the coffee's hitting. Joe. The money, Clemson's got money. Right. Like I'm at an NC State fundraiser the other day. So they're, what, they're selling so like you, finger paints, and I'm like. You guys are in trouble. Yeah, they should be able okay. to get somebody or what? What do you mean with <laughs> yeah, the money I, side? I, go like, get you a should guy. be able to go get a guy. guy. Go, go, yeah. get, go get the <laughs> But guys. it comes back to they just hey. don't have room. But, okay. but if Micah room. Pittman's on the block and he's yeah. selling his wares, well, after what I saw at Florida State, I yeah. say, okay, come on over. Come play for me. There's a reason he's on his third team. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason. All right. There's a reason. All right. So off Clemson, off Florida State, I want to get to UNC. I know what the talking point's going to be when, when Mac Brown and the crew show up. Yep. Don't focus on the beginning part of the year where we gave up all these yards. <laughs> yeah. Let's focus on the back half of the year. But of oh, course, defensively. If okay. you focus on the back half of the year defensively, then that means, well, the then offense, why were you losing yeah. those close games? I think they were, what, four and three in games decided by four points or yeah. less. I think they were one and four right. down the stretch. Right. Okay, well, your defense did play better at the end, especially in the fourth quarter. Well, then what was the difference in those games? Ah, the offense wasn't necessarily <laughs> right. stepping up. So what do you – they made changes uh, at offensive coordinator. This is year two with Gene Chizik, but with a lot of transfers to try to get that secondary right. up a bit. They, and they have a steep learning curve right out of the gate against South Carolina. Yes. So what, what do you – what's a realistic season for the Tar Heels in your view? I, I think you have to assume they're going to get better Yeah, uh, defensively. I, I think when you look at them and you look at Coach Chizik and, and, okay, let's break it down, he was out of the game for five years. Mm -hmm. He was a head coach for however many years leading into that. So he had not called. He had not prepared. He had not been a D.C. for a long time. Football has changed quickly. Yeah. So he jumps in, and, and I don't – again, I don't want to be negative, but I don't know if it was a pride thing. I didn't know if it was this will still work, mm -hmm. but it didn't. Yeah. It didn't work. Yeah, it and worked so, for Larry Fedora. The bend right, but don't break right. thing worked with Larry Fedora. Yeah. Didn't this go It's not right. a thing here. Yeah. And, and so I think that he's acknowledged that. I think Mac has acknowledged mm -hmm. that. But that's great. What do you do? Can those all those five stars, some have left, but those five stars, four stars that you have, especially on that defensive line, it's time. Okay, yeah. let's produce. Let, let's do something. I think they were dead last in the league in sacks last year. Yeah. How? You have all that talent. You have to go and get guys. You have to get the quarterback on the ground and then create those turnovers. So in regards to what is better, do I think they're going to be back in the ACC championship? No. Yeah. But can it look better? Can it look cleaner? Can it be more consistent to where we have, what, nine wins and then we lose every game after? Like, we can't we can't do that. And so I think Drake incrementally will get better. You, you lose some generational wide receivers. You get some in the transfer portal mm -hmm. uh, that I think are, are going to catch some people by a yeah, storm I, here. I love what they did in the portal. Right. They Especially because they said, hey, they got good. we've got Drake May. Why don't you come play with us? Yeah, who wants uh, to play? Oh, oh okay. Yeah. That sounds great. Sign me up. <laughs> All right, so Gramlick, McLean, Kelly Gramlick uh, is still in peak mom mode right now, which is awesome. Killing it. Uh, I know you guys are still out there doing your summer series. That's wrapping up. So uh, what can we expect out of another season? Yeah, uh, man, it, it's going to be fun. So we, we've got our ACC previews coming up, yeah. which is going to be great. Uh, we, we mix it up. You know, we did all head coaches last year, which was fun. I wanted to have some players. I want to have some former players. So we've got that coming. Uh, and then three days a week, man, we're Monday talking about what happened Wednesday, mm -hmm. big guests, and then mm -hmm. Friday, 
previewing it out. So we're excited. It's going to be a ton of fun. You're working on Friday. Joe and I figured out if we don't have to work a Friday, we ain't working a Friday. <laughs> well, you know, Although we work you Thursday, work Friday. and then it goes out Friday. Well, so he's going to work really Saturday. Yeah, you're going to be on the road like all, all season, Dude, right? I am jacked up. That's going to be fun. Uh, say that now. It's going to be so fun. No, I live for this. Can we check in with you and say late October? How you feeling about that? This is the deal. There's no direct flight to Tallahassee. Why didn't anybody tell me that I can't ever get to Tallahassee? Charlotte to Tallahassee is right there, man. We're good. We're good. It'll be fun. All right, Eric, appreciate Whoa, it. Whoa, he's going to try to open oh, oh, up oh, some. Oh, whoa. Oh, yeah, right, let's so go. Eighty-seven's Cars. before your time. And it's baseball, so Okay, fun. So, but we, we, let's see if we can find a Clemson Tiger in this. Uh, this is last year's set. I'm excited about Donner, this. So there might be a Raider rookie in there, too. Okay. If I was, couldn't have opened that, that would have been embarrassing. <laughs> All right. First guy up. TCU. Dotson. All right. Ooh. Whatever. It's a cool oh, card, though. Oh. <laughs> oh. James Connor, Pitt legend. There we go. Big it's a big one. Tony, don't know you, bro. So Joe Montana, are you kidding what? me? What? Where'd Joe go to school? Look at that. Know? Notre Dame. Come on, man. <laughs> ACC legend. ACC legend. David Montgomery, don't know where he went to school. <laughs> Chase Young, Ohio State. The Ohio State. The. the Elijah Moore, Ole Miss. T. Higgins. There, there we, we go. go. That's Just yours. Golden. That's We're yours. About this is the one. Should I keep going? Should we yeah, stop? keep going. Right, that, that, like, Tony what the, Pollard. What the odds? Tony Pollard, don't know where he went to school. He's the one who killed uh, Tom Brady. Yikes. <laughs> Christian McCaffrey. This is good, especially for the uh, Charlotteers. That's putting me in my fields, Not man. anymore. In, in, the, in the Carolina Panthers uniform. Justin Herbert. Here we go. Right. Some ducks. would say a poor man's Trevor Lawrence. Dude, the Herbert hive is serious. It is serious. Serious. Who would you take, him or Trevor? I still take Trevor. I'm still wow. taking Trevor. Not your guy. This guy, man. Unbelievable. <laughs> Texas right. A&M, Mike Evans. <laughs> yeah. Underrated. One of the best receivers in the league. I'm Hall of Famer. Probably. He's never not had a thousand yard season. Yeah, right? that's fair. But it's of course, crazy. you adjust that for uh, passing inflation in the NFL. <laughs> that's right. I'm saying. It's, it's kind of Clyde Edwards Heller. Ah, LSU. Whipped our ass. LSU. Thank you. <laughs> uh, Calvin Austin. I do not know who that is. And Perion Winfrey. Don't know who that is. Right. That I'm was a good enough. day. Hey, I'm stoked that you this got This is big time. You got yeah. tea. I'm I stoked like that you got I'm going to keep clip. tea. I'm going to give you the rest of these. All right. They can All be right, donated to the pile. Eric McLean. Check out Gramwick and <laughs> McLean. ACC Network. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. We're moving on. You know what I love about you, Joe? <laughs> I wasn't prepared for that. You know what I love about you? <laughs> Is that, and you even asked me this today ahead of the ACC oh, yeah. Commissioner's Forum. You're like, should I go full Gilio? And I'm like, no, don't, don't go full Gilio here right now. Let's not do that right now. But with people that we have had on a bunch, you absolutely let that Gilio flag fly. It was funny with McLean, you know, pushing. I mean, you went on a soliloquy there, dude. I did. I, I got lost a little bit there myself. Like you really were just like you zoned out and you were just like, I got all these grievances against Clemson. I just got to let these things go. Which is he's the avatar for Clemson, I, though, at this point. For He does such an unbelievable job, too. No, like, he really does. No, McLean's great, and you're right. There are certain friends of ours, friends of the program, that we do kind of treat as avatars for yes. the program. Yes. Eric <laughs> is the avatar for Clemson for us. You know, shout out to Jordan Cornette. We're missing him here. Cornette was the yes. dude. Um, and it, Yeah, it's it was our know. Notre Dame guy. He was our Notre Still Dame guy. Still is our Notre Dame guy. He will, guy. Always, he's be our, he's all, he will always be our Notre Dame guy. But yeah, if we, we we would have Cornette coming out here, we'd talk about some Notre Dame stuff or some general ACC stuff. So that that's what kind of happens. Uh, just like Wes is our you know de facto Falcons avatar, Georgia Tech and Georgia Tech because he'll make somebody's got to rep them. Well, who else is going to make 
who else is going to make uh, what's his face? Uh, Coach Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson references, yeah. right? He's the only one who's going to make those. Yeah, he's the only one that's going to do it, man. That's just, that's just how it is. Next topic, please. All right. So the the beauty of doing this in the podcast format now, rather than than live radio, even though we are doing a, a live podcast to tape, is we can react to these things right after the fact. And Joe and I talked about it to start the show. Uh, but Luke DeCock, columnist, News and Observer, hanging out with us here at ACC kickoff on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. You know, it's funny. You, you and I were actually talking about this before we hit record. We don't want to. We don't always want to be that guy. And you, you do get to a point where the statement about Northwestern is the statement about Northwestern. You can be performative and ask a question at ACC kickoff, but you're really not going to get any sort of answer beyond what he already said. So, uh, the only surprise to me was that they waited 30 minutes into the forum opening uh, sequence to finally address it. I would have just have addressed it right out of the gate rather than everybody anticipating. And you could tell, I'm sure you picked up on it. Everybody fell asleep. But the minute he said, hey, let's talk about something that's not ACC related. Everybody <laughs> perked up and I started hearing the keyboards cackle. That was very coincidentally or slightly coincidentally, like seconds after I tweeted a picture of an elephant in a room. <laughs> I saw that. Um, I saw that. I was waiting for it to. No, I, you know, I, I, you know, I just said it's, it's, it's hard sometimes always being that guy. And I had a chance. I think there are legitimate questions to ask Jim Phillips that don't involve the specifics of the lawsuit regarding Northwestern. And I addressed mm-hmm. some of those in my column today. I mean, I wanted to get ahead of that a little bit. Uh, so I wasn't writing what everybody else was writing today. Um, but, you know, I, I, the question one, and, and I, you know, may have the chance to ask him this later today or tomorrow, and, you know, and sort of in private, um, is being the subject of two and soon three lawsuits and maybe more, does that affect your ability to do your job as ACC commissioner? If I'm a president, if I'm Jim Clements or Kevin Guskowitz or Randy Woodson, um, that's a question I want answered. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, we're at a time of tremendous change in college athletics. The ACC commissioner, that's a, that's a, 80 hour a week job right now if you are spending 20 hours a week on the phone with your lawyer then you know you can't give your full attention to the acc the other one is even if you if you take phillips at entirely at face value and i'm sure. not saying necessarily you should i'm just just for let's say he didn't know any of it was going on mm-hmm. uh they had no signs he's totally unaware he's as shocked as anyone which may very well be true it may not you never know we, we don't really never ever know people um, which we talk about all the time with athletes. You know, an athlete gets arrested. Oh, well, he seemed like such a nice guy. We, we don't, don't really know. We, know yeah, we, don't, we don't know any of these people. Um, imagine what his these couple weeks have been like for him. Everything you built is being destroyed. Mm-hmm. It's like finding out your spouse cheated on you day after day after day. The people that you trusted, you turns out you couldn't trust. Uh, you built your entire reputation on building this culture and this program at, at Northwestern, and it turns out it was all a sham. Um, everyone you've been betrayed you did not have good oversight of these programs because that's the question always comes back to and i got into a, uh i don't know what the appropriate phrase is joe probably has one conversation about it with debbie yao about this after the mark Gottfried stuff mm-hmm. where i said 80s always skate on this stuff you have to take some responsibility ignorance is not a defense especially if culture is the constant talking well and point. then and that you know you look at the power five commissioners greg sankey's the power broker mm-hmm Kliakov is a casino host. 
uh, per Teddy or whatever this guy's name is at the Big Ten's a TV guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who am I missing? Phillip, oh, Phillips. Brett Yormark is a traveling salesman trying to sell you a broken vacuum cleaner. Phillips is the last true believer. He, he's the, he, he's, he's the, the culture. Yes. He's the culture guy. Yes. He believes in it. 100%. Yes. That's what I wrote last year here when everyone thought his speech was out of touch or Pollyannish or whatever, naive. That no, this is his strength is that he really does believe in this stuff. So he if you really believe does. in that stuff, then why is there a culture at Northwestern that people were in fear to do anything if the culture is about the student well being? Hundred percent. And all these things are gonna play out. And again, we don't know how these things are gonna play out, who knew what when, but when the lawsuits keep piling up, I guess Joe, this would be the question that I would wonder. I don't know the answer to. At some point the ACC presidents are not going to want the association, and that's yeah. ultimately who decides this, not Jim Phillips. Yeah, we all make choices. Yes. Right? Uh, and it's funny because Luke is is very similar to uh, our mentor, Colton Tudor, in the sense that Tudor never took it upon himself to say, you need to fire Carl, Carl Torbush. Mm-hmm. Right? He, ne- he never would ever write that. Luke's not going to sit here and write you need to fire Bill Peters. Like, it's obvious. Right? I, think I, I, think I, I think I did. Right? But, I mean, Bill Peters, but, I think I wrote that we need to string him up by his heels and hit him with a but switch. At some point, you're adding a context to it. You're adding sure. a nuance to it. Sure. You're, you're adding an explanation. Like, here are the choices that you're making. Mm-hmm. Right? And I think of this when we could specifically put this to a performance-only issue after NC State lost to ECU in 2016. You didn't write, NC State needs to fire Dave Doran. You wrote, okay, this might be who you are. This might be who you are. Mm-hmm. And if you're okay with that choice, make that choice. If you're the ACC and you're the presidents, I saw enough last year to say you made the wrong hire. Yeah. Okay. This yeah. is not the guy who's going to take you into what the future of college sports is going to be. And the question that you asked about, okay, what happens when you lose in court? Because you're going to lose in court. employees. Yeah. Those are the kind of things like you can't just sit here. And, and yes, I, I appreciate and I actually admire the the his the conviction with which he has and he believes in the student athlete model, I do. I think it's dead wrong, mm-hmm. but I respect his conviction. But at some point, as a conference, as an entity, you have to look at this and go, what is putting us in the best position in the year of our Lord, twenty twenty three? I don't think that type of mindset is what's going to put you in the best position. And to that point, when he like he's absolutely right. Are we? He said, you know, one of our presidents said it best. Are we chasing money or are we chasing success? Right, right. And no league is more successful than we are across the board. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's very true. And I don't think the ACC gets enough credit for that. But that's with a $15 million revenue gap. What's that right. going to look like when it's 50? Yeah. You know, that's why the like I'm the first guy to tell you the money's not everything. And that college athletics, you know, when university presidents were like Bill Friday and that everyone's best interests in mind. Blah, blah, blah. Now they're all used car salesmen. The only way to become a president <laughs> is to be a fundraiser. Yep. Right, right. And, and these guys are going to squeeze every last nickel out of college athletics until there's nothing left because all they know how to do is raise money. That's all they do. Most of these guys not, and girls, not all of them, but but the vast majority. That's why oversight of the NCAA is so bad. All they've looked at for 20 years is the bottom line, yeah. not the future. Yeah. And that's what worries me about the ACC. Are they, you know, we talk about fish bait and uh, forward thinking. Forward, forward thinking, thinking. yes. I, I, I do think the ACC doesn't get enough credit for the success it's had lately, but I wonder if that's something it can maintain. Forward-facing, excuse me. Oh, that's all That's all messaging and the, and the way college athletics works these days and the SEC running most of national media and the conversation. That's a credit to Greg Sankey. That's, that's, a, that's a credit to the apparatus that's been built from the SEC media where they credential 600 people to vote and Vanderbilt somehow gets eight first-place votes in the SEC preseason. 
But my thing is, it's, it all comes Why around. Why does that surprise you at this point, though? What? Like, that's the least controversial thing. Like, <laughs> like, no, no, but what I'm I mean, there's always someone who votes for Boston College. No, 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 no. Look not, around you. What I'm this getting is not at, a media it's, event. Nobody it's, cares it's anymore. Not, Nobody cares about us. I get Nobody that. gives a shit about Tyler them. Hansbrough was no, okay, not a unanimous right player of the year. Right over there. Tyler that's the only people they give a shit about. Those are the only people they give a shit about. I understand that. Not us. I understand that. You're going to invite Vanderbilt's, like, great-grandson. And build a, a freaking railroad but through the middle of the SEC and say, hey, look at me. Is, I'm going to vote for Vanderbilt. My like, point is that they do an amazing job of controlling the conversations that this league is too smart and the people who cover the league are too smart to actually get around. We, You and I, the uh, three of saying, us. You're saying too smart. No, dude, the three of us will never sit here and just start parroting the talking points and try to like beat our chest about the ACC. We're honest about the ACC. Sure. The SEC doesn't have that. The SEC is one big rah-rah cheerleader group, and that's part of the issue where you're right. The success of the ACC He's actually been pretty damn good, but all of us are kind of like, "That's great," but yeah. dot dot dot, yeah. and that's 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 us. And I'm okay with that. I'd rather be honest about situations rather than being cheerleaders like we get out of the SEC. Who would you rather be, the SEC, the ACC, or the Big Ten? All right, I, you're talking to a guy who suggested that the original ACC schools secede and go their other way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah redo you, a such, you were that guy. Re, redo a such guy. field because here's here's what I think about college sports, and I think this is the mistake that we make. It's the same thing with the ACC that we've talked about, with NASCAR that we've talked about. When you destroy what people loved about you, mm -hmm. there's nothing left to love. And what makes college sports great? What's the one thing that really matters above all else? It's rivalries. Yeah. It's who you hate. It's not who you cheer for. So when you break apart Duke and State or you take apart Texas and, and Texas, whatever, you, you take these longstanding rivalries, Maryland and Duke, Mm -hmm. You get rid of these things, and they're going to get rid of all of them, right? Eventually, we're going to yeah. have two super conferences. I mean, the idea that UCLA and USC are in a conference with Rutgers and Ohio State <laughs> instead of Oregon and Arizona, I mean, what are we doing here? Yeah. So, yeah. I guess point, what I'm asking you, though, is hold on, I'm getting, the Big Ten I'm, hasn't won a national championship in hoops since 2000. Yeah. They have an Urban Meyer stain title in there somewhere. Yeah. They, have, they still have Jim Harbaugh plugging away but, in his but khakis. He, they don't, but they don't have a... I'm no, saying, no, I'm in terms you. of the ultimate I'd rather be the ACC. Because we want to hold the ACC to some sort of standard financially, which I understand. But if you look at the on-court and on-field success, they have more of that. Yeah. No, I would Big rather... Ten, despite the revenue gap for all of these years. Yeah. To your point, and the network head start, all these things. Yeah. To your point, and the bigger fan bases and the better tie-ins and all that crap. Yeah. I would rather have the ACC's success because as a fan, that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Like we were talking about this over the summer. Nobody roots for conference revenues. Right. Right? No. Like, like SEC fans might. They might. But would you rather UNC and Duke play in the Final Four? Which or, just happened. Which just happened. Or be the Big Ten and have more money in a better network. I'd rather have that Final Four. 100%. And I'd that's, rather have and that, that. And to my point, that's what gets lost. And I agree yes. with you, Joe. Like, you chase it, the president. Whichever president said it, I, I want to find out because it's one I actually might respect. They're right. You need enough money to compete. Mm -hmm. You don't need all the money. And I think when you look at Kevin Warren at the Big Ten, Kevin Warren's philosophy was, who cares about athletes, success, our schools, whatever. We just want all the money. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a, I think I, I think the addition of USC and UCLA is going to go down as one of the biggest mistakes in the history of college athletics because it's to to, to paraphrase Jim Phillips, it's going to be so unbelievably bad yeah. for the athletes. It's going to be an absolute because 
Unless they break football off, which I could see happening. But well, once once it goes to employees, and we'll, and we'll close the conversation yeah, on yeah. this. When in two to three years, when the courts decide, yeah, they're students and employees, because I want people to I want people to understand that where do you think this revenue is coming from? Yeah. Why are people watching football at the rate that they're watching football? Why are they watching that Duke Carolina basketball game? Yes, there's laundry involved, but the players are the ones playing the games, and that's those are the people generating the actual revenue. So the courts are going to see it that way. And I think that's when we'll finally get to football being its own thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mike Krzyzewski, you know, college basketball needs to be run like a business. You know, you're, you're the Illinois guy. You can do it much better than me. But it's, ama- it's amazing. It's amazing. It's, ama- it's amazing. It's literally amazing. So the, the point terrific. is, but, but Coach K is right in how he talks about where college basketball needs yeah. to go. Football's clearly headed in that direction. And this gets back to your old conference idea. Let the ACC in basketball be what it once was while the football playing schools join whatever super league exists. And that's going to happen in the next five years. Just break football out. Yeah, just break it out. And put everything else back to a regional competition. Like you said, I I want to see NC State play Maryland. I want to see NC State play ECU. I want to see NC State play App State. I want to see Tennessee. Like, I want the irate Julio Conference (laughs) with West Virginia. I want every pissed-off fan base together drunk as shit going to these football games. That's what I want. Can you tell he's so happy that we're free from the confines of radio? Do you know how many times I've had to stop myself from swearing in the last six <laughs> it's, minutes? It's still, it's still in my I, brain. I can't do it. You want to um, open up a pack? I was on with Josh Graham, football. And, I, and I had to tell him, like, Josh, you got to remind me. Yeah. I, can't I can't swear. Curse. you got to remind me. <laughs> to, to put a bow on everything we just talked about in the last yeah. segment here, the last bit of it, the, the thing I've come to believe more than anything in the world of college sports, when you, problems, NIL, employees, in the end, the number one rule in college sports is football ruins everything eventually. Mm-hmm. Basketball's fine. Like, they, all the other sports are fine. That, but football's the problem. And, then, yeah, I, I used to think that was silly. But if you can break off football into a business and they just wear the jerseys, I mean. That's going to make the most amount of it's, sense. It's, and then you can maybe preserve what we all love about the rest of college sports. Let football go. Football sucks. Did you want to open up a pack? You want yeah, some yeah, kind of the 87? Yeah, 87 pack. You're gonna, oh, you want to remember some dudes? Let's remember some dudes. Let's play Immaculate. Shout out to the, shout out to the old Deadspin. Wait, are you going to chew the gum? <laughs> I am not going to chew the gum. Okay. Here, give me the gum. What is it? It's, you know Ovius will. I will absolutely destroy. 36-year-old gum. I will destroy the ah, inside of my mouth. This gum is old enough to have a kid as old as the player on these cards. <laughs> old to, enough to be a grandfather. I got to go to the I gotta right, go to the Whole Foods next door and get the mouth broke. It's broken, too. Yes, perfect. No, not perfect. That there. means it's fossilized. Oh, I love this. You're going to lose a crown. Is it going to this is going <laughs> right, to this, this is going to disintegrate. Wax pack. Oh no. <laughs> no. Did it not just disintegrate? It's just, it's just breaking up. All right. This is terrible. All right, this is, we got? all right, here we go. Here we go. This is I'm excited. I haven't done this in a long time. I traded all of my old baseball cards that had no value to an electrician for some more. <laughs> Can I swallow Jeffrey this Leonard. Then? Now this is taking me back. <laughs> Jeffrey Leonard. Jeff Reardon. Oh, so now, so anyone from the NL East in 1987, when I was, well, actually 1985, when I was in fifth grade, Mm -hmm. I was in what the the founders of the rotisserie league told me was the youngest rotisserie (laughs) baseball league. It was me and a bunch of friends. We kept it alive till we were in high school. Jeff Reardon was a stud, man. Saves, saves, saves. All right. Sorry. Another one. Jose Akendo. Oh, that's my four, guy. Could play four positions. Dude, that's baseball. my guy. My dad always is like, you got to be like Okendo. You got to be like Okendo. He play plays all the positions. positions. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Larry Sheets. AL. AL's yeah, not whatever. real baseball. Al Nipper. 
86. This is not these names anymore. This is right after 86. I already know the answer why. Okay. Here's another one. Zane Smith. I don't remember Zane Smith. Didn't he have like some crazy mustache at one point? I don't remember. I think he did. I don't remember. Stand the man Javier. Oh, nice. Probably Xavier back in the day. I love I love those. Look at the look at the chaw on this guy. Dave Johnson, Dave Johnson with a baseball-sized <laughs> yes. lump of bread man in. Yes. You can see Promoting the tobacco use. You can see the cancer in the picture. It's actually visible. It's like ra- little radiation lines. Oh, oh here we go. Oh, man. The rat. Whitey oh, Herzog. Wow. This my, is great. God, I hated him. My dad. Save that for yeah, Ernie. My, that was my guy. Ladies and gentlemen, possibly the single most distinguished character, man of character in the history of baseball, Roger Clemens. Oh. All-star. All-star. So skinny. You know what happened? Uh, yeah, what happened to him? Huh. Why did he bulk up? It's so weird. It's like he'd never been in a weight room so before. Strange. You know, when he got into a weight room and applied himself, man, there's great things great happened for Roger, man. This is, I, do, I did like these Orioles teams. Scott, I, I, I know I ripped Larry Sheets earlier. Scott yeah. McGregor. They had a great rotation. Mike Flanagan. Right. He's not in the deck. Got a lot uh, of cards in these packs. I know. Yeah, we're still going. I was huh? going to say, these Rick new Honeycutt, packs. Dodgers legend. I yeah, like I remember him. Oh. Terry Francona Cubs edition. Can I keep this one? Yes, you can I keep have it. What am I going to do with it? Put it in my wallet? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Ah, Psycho, Steve Lyons. Oh, wow. That's a winner. <laughs> Luke with all of the nicknames. Well, these two <laughs> Chicago guys. Oh, that White Sox logo was tough. I was. That's the, the basically the, like the, the, White the Sox, state uniforms. Yeah, yeah. The softball the 83. uniforms. Cal Ripken. Cal nice. Ripken. Is this the year of the Billy Ripken? Fuck no. No, 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 that's 89. No. That's a different one. Here you go, Joe. This one's just for you because he has a Hispanic name. Urbano Lugo. I don't remember Finally. that guy. Is he from Cuba? Nah, if he, no. If he was from Cuba, it would be my dad's collection. I don't think uh, he's from Cuba. Oh, oh Venezuela. All Did right. we get the uh, actual little... Ver- oh, Cal's brother, Billy, plays in the Orioles. Okay. That, right. This is the best say. part about these, I would these have, little fun I'm going to save this one for Immaculate Grid. i got to look what teams he played for. All right, just the Orioles. I would have, <laughs> If you had said, is this guy a Major League Baseball player, mm-hmm. I would have bet any amount of money no. <laughs> John Stefano. We were heavy on the Orioles in that. Yeah, that was a, you Orioles. should give those to Josh Graham, honestly. Yes. Yeah, yes. let's take those over to Josh. J- take that to Josh. How about Connor? He'll remember. He'll remember Connor loves the Orioles. All right, look to Kai. Thanks, guys. News and Observer. All right, man, we'll talk to you later. What's up next? What's up next? I realize as we keep going through these little bumpers, we... We got, do we have to pay Rand? Will he respond to us if we actually say we got some money for him? I have an outside chance of seeing him on Friday okay. in our studio space. If that is the case, I might write some of those up for him so that we he's need, ready to roll. We need some new bumpers. We do. We need some new jingles from... I mean, heck, I'm still waiting on the college football bubble bath um, jingle. Splish splash. I was taking a college football bubble bath. <laughs> still haven't gotten that yet. We'll tell you more about college football bubble bath in a bit. Look, we pay Randon pizza, so we just take him to Oakwood Pizza Box. He should give us what we need, right? I don't know who wouldn't accept payment in Square Pizza. I agree. I agree. So shout out to Oakwood Pizza Box for sponsoring. Hey, Joe, you got a Hey, Joe question. Just use the hashtag. Hey, Joe, check them out online at oakwoodpizzabox.com. Let's go to our friend Charles Boyer, who asks thoughts on the Twitter rebranding and a follow-up from Ken, our, our bourbon mixtape aficionado. That's Which right. rebrand does Julio think is worse, Max or X? So, yeah, Twitter it's, rebranded to X. It's the stupidest thing ever. We're still calling them tweets. I'm still calling it Twitter, whatever. But Twitter was not as entrenched as HBO. No. So HBO has a longer standing history. There's more value there than just Twitter, right? Because yeah, yeah, I yeah. feel like 
no one's mad that you know MySpace went away, and when Twitter goes away, we'll be like, oh, cool, remember that time? We'll make those jokes. Da 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 da. Sure, but HBO still exists as HBO as a company within like, Max as, a, as a TV thing. and movie like. Makes no sense to take that off of their branding. Yeah, look, I've read all sorts of... Uh, I'm a big fan of Ben Thompson, who writes a newsletter that I pay for called Stratechery. Uh, I find him incredibly valuable for what I find interesting about technology and how sports ties into it, because Ben's a real big sports fan. But in his latest newsletter, he's like, look, man, I don't want to write about Twitter anymore because it's a failed product. It's just a, it's a niche failed product that the media is obsessed with, and I agree with him. Um. But I also agree with him that there's no genius behind these moves. Elon Musk is just an edgelord who's still trapped in middle school who thinks the letter X is like the most badass letter ever. Named the kid that, right? But yeah, he named the kid that also he likes, think, he think, he's like, there's potty humor. Like you and I, there's a 69 reference. And yeah, we're going to be like, nice. But did you know that all of the Tesla models, there's Tesla Model S, Model 3, Model X and Model Y. What's that spell, Joe? Ooh, not sexy. Sexy. That's the that's what we're dealing with with, with Elon Musk. So anyway, the guy's got basically the bandwidth of a high schooler edgelord who thinks, you know, South Park is still <laughs> funny in 2023, but whatever. Uh, he hasn't grown out of that phase. So I hate the rebrand. I'm not calling anything else. But then again, there's really no other options because threads kind of sucks for uh for what we're trying to do in chronological order text-based social media but that's another story for another day let's go to stevie probably should have asked this hey joe question um or earlier i guess but i wonder what joe and Julio are most excited eager for acc media days or the start of panthers training camp which is today both happened today bash hmm. did the thing what am i more hyped for i'm actually more hyped for the panthers training camp i'm really intrigued about the panthers season it really is an unknown. I think I have a general sense of how the ACC season is going to go. It's going to be Clemson and Florida State. We've talked about that a bunch today. Really, the Panthers are an adventure, man. I don't know what we're going to get. It could be, it could be off. It could be out of the gates, amazing. They could win the division, or you can see the work that they're going to need to build around Bryce yeah. Young. No, I love the hard reset from yep. the Panthers, wiping the slate clean, bringing all the people in that they did, coaching staff wise, personnel wise, mm-hmm. and giving Bryce Young a real chance. I, I still don't agree with the price that they paid yeah. for Bryce Young because I don't know. I think he'll be a good quarterback. I don't think he'll be a great quarterback. Mm-hmm. I, I do think in this year in particular, though, I think they have a chance to make some real hay. We'll close the show on this from Craig. If you all recorded one extra podcast a week from the OG Mobile, <laughs> would it make sense and pay for itself? Gilio, maybe it's about gambling related topics. And while Joe is on the way to pay or collect from his local guy, <laughs> don't encourage Joe and the OG Mobile, please. What is wrong with the OG Mobile? Because Why are you it's so an anti-OG Mobile? Because it's a liability. Do you want to pay for insurance? Because it's my pay- automobile. Yes, no, I have to pay insurance. If, if it's a company mobile, then the company also has to pay insurance too. Okay. And there's liability with that. How about I just put a sticker on my car and we call it a day? Okay. That probably works. We get the same tax break. I believe. Do you uh, you want the hologram one or you want the logo one that we're using? No, 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 no. I'm going to get my guy, my Steve at Graphics oh, House. Okay, to take yeah, care. okay. You get Official, uh, officially. I, I I see. I see. Look, Anna's doing great work for us uh, with the stickers and everything else, uh, and the ch- color changing cups which you brought. I do. We'll have those tomorrow. Okay. They're in the back of the car. I've been handing out stickers like a business card. I see that. Our, been... our, our... <laughs> I won't even spoil what. <laughs> what are you, what are you, we're making friends along the way today. <laughs> Sometimes, like you say, 
you go the full Jillio and not everyone is ready for that. Not everyone's mentally prepared for that. It's a good point. It's a very Sometimes. good time. You piss off people with a lot of money when you see it. But you got to live by a code. And, and, may, and maybe you cost them a bull sponsorship. <laughs> they got to live by a code. When, when, when they don't re-up for the bull game, <laughs> we'll know why. Oh. Because they sat that guy down with you. Yeah, we'll get around. <laughs> we'll, we'll have to talk about that later. All right, that's going to wrap it up. We'll see you all for day two of ACC kickoff tomorrow. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.